Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Welcome back to the Talk of My Shit podcast with your boy Too Skinny. Got a very special guest in the building, the homie, a comedian and podcaster from the Lobo Den podcast himself, Giovanni Diaz. What up? Yes, it's me, Giovanni Diaz from the Lobo Den podcast. Every Monday-ish it comes out, hopefully, yeah. but not always, but yes. Monday-ish Monday -ish sounds Monday -ish. about right for me, too. Yeah, At least the audio. At least the audio. <laughs> Definitely, man. And uh, you're a fellow comedian of mine, uh, crazy motherfucker, Mexican as well, right? Mm -hmm. Mexican. I have the eagle somewhere. There oh, yeah. He got <laughs> <It's on laughs> yeah, camera, man. right? Mexicano as fuck, bro. Um, now, you could, if, you didn't, if you couldn't see his tattoo, you definitely saw the hair, so he Mexican as fuck for sure. Now, how long have you been a comedian yourself, bro? I think seven years. I think seven years I've been doing stand-up. Seven years. I started in September of something. Like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right too. I, I, look, I used to have this like on point. It was this day, whatever. I knew the anniversary, and then after COVID, it's kind of like I don't even. I don't even know when COVID happened. Yeah. Was that twenty nineteen or twenty twenty? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it kind of like ugh. after 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 it lapped a year. Just recently, I was just like, man, I don't even know. I feel like we've been in. We're just different. It's a different time now. It just feels different, you know. Yeah. Don't give about you. Don't give a fuck about the same shit you used to give mm -hmm. a fuck. I feel like. Exactly. You exactly. Know? Like I used to be like, oh, every every set I did, like you were asking me earlier before we started this, like some of the process stuff, like every I had a thing Evernote is where I kept archived every set I did. So there was a number. I knew the number every set I did. It was an Evernote, you know, basically an outline of what I did. It was recorded. I would listen to every recording afterwards you know not necessarily go over all the the sets or whatever but it was there yeah. and then COVID hit, and it's like i've recorded all my sets i've done after COVID. have i listened to them not all of them like some of the zanies best got mondays one because it's like yeah i don't what did, what did i do what jokes did i do right. and something else but as far as the other stuff it's like it's changed it's definitely changed after yeah. COVID. you know what i mean yeah yeah you're definitely right now um i i do want to talk about a few different things now i do mm -hmm. want to say i don't have too many comedians on here for the people that listen to this uh you know every week you guys know that i've only ever had about three comedians so you're the fourth comic on this podcast so cool I, the, was yeah. it? alex was alex on there I it was uh oh no that was just that was that was that's my show calendar. okay i was looking at your calendar yeah right? no, that, that's the show calendar but no it was uh i've only ever had renee uh uh, shout out Renee. It's uh, Renee Valdiviezo. Mexican Mexican dude. Works yeah, in the food Mexican industry. Dude. Always, always talking shit on Facebook. But it, they, all that shit talking gets him booked. It's got him booked. He got booked at the Laugh Factory for sure. I know Curtis and them because he was talking shit in the comments. And Curtis was like, let me see what the motherfucker's about. Yeah. Booked him. So all this shit talking on Facebook. Hey, got him bookings. Yeah, that's good, man. Shout out, shout out to Renee. I, I've always shied away from uh, from being on in any comments, and that's probably why I haven't had too many comics on this podcast because I don't got too many comedian friends because I don't like to be the guy that's always commenting and always has an opinion. I don't know. I always I like to watch it every time there's a good. Oh, juicy, I'm always watching. Every time there's a good juicy argument with eighty comments, I'm in that bitch reading every single one of <laughs> yeah, them, dude. replies and everything. But I never want to be that guy that's you know commenting. But hey, man, if it gets you booked, they get you. But I don't give a fuck. But you, I, I actually am a fan of you, your comedy, as well as your podcast. Um, your consistency, your consistency in the podcast game is one that keeps me on check because every time that you post on the ten groups or whatever, when yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. when you share your podcast, I get those notifications, and I'm like, oh, this motherfucker dropping again. Like, number one, I gotta listen to it, and number two, where the fuck my episode at? Like, I gotta record too. Like, so you keep me on check because it's like you keep going, man, and, and you're a motivation in a way to me, man. So shout out to you, shout out to the Lobo Den podcast for anybody that wants to check out this podcast. Some of the craziest stories I've ever heard 
have been told on this podcast. And for those of you guys that have been listening since day one, you know that this podcast is built, uh, you know, around crazy stories. And you were probably one of the motherfuckers that got the craziest yeah, stories. Yeah, it used to be wild. Well, that's one of the reasons I started a podcast. You know, Eric Pinnell? Yeah. I don't know if you... So, Eric Pinnell has a podcast called Busting Balls. Yep. And me and Eric would do Cigars and Stripes. Did you ever do Cigars? cigars? I've never done that. I know it was on uh, Wednesday I nights. I love Cigars. It was yeah. one of my favorite, less, least favorite places in the world. Yeah, I heard it was like... Some people hated it. Some people loved it. I don't yeah, know. I loved it. But sometimes, like... Like, I'm the type of dude where if I do a set and afterwards it goes bad, I never blame the audience. And I'm like, all right. And I go, this is what, what, what went wrong. This is what I could have fixed. Like, I, and one of the reasons, actually, I got that mentality is Jim Flanagan. You know Jim Flanagan, right? It's one of the funniest yep. dudes in Chicago. Yes. Jim Flanagan did a, a show with us at a bowling place with Larry Bloom when Larry Bloom first started doing shows. He's a producer in, in, in the Illinois area. Mm-hmm. Uh, older, angry Jewish dude who's bitter as fuck. Uh, funniest comedian? I don't know, but great producer. Anyways, but, you know, when you produce, you give yourself time. Yeah. Um, but anyways, everybody did bad. I did bad. And I was like, in my head, I started getting that mentality. You know, I was still young in the game. I was like, eh, it was, it's the audience, the audience. Jim goes up there and fucking kills it. And that, since that day, Jim did that, did me that favor. I was like, never blame the audience. I mean, it's, it's more like you're not going to get better if you blame the audience. You look... You, you could have always done something different. Something could have happened. Yeah. But if you get, like, it'll make you feel better saying you blame the audience, yeah. but it's not going to make you better. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. I uh, One of the things, you know, um, my video guy, JV, is actually also my roommate. And uh, he is also my right to choose. And he, uh, me and him always have the same conversation. I always tell him, like, I'm not going to blame the audience. I could have done something better, whether it was yeah. my timing, the jokes that I used in the room, and doing shows in the city. You know, I started off in Aurora. Comedy Shrine, I guess you can say, is my quote-unquote home club or whatever. But, uh, you know, as you start getting into the city, you start running into people like Kristen Toomey, Joy Via Gomez. You know, mm-hmm. you got the motherfucking Eric and Nicole Clarks. I mean, killers, bro. They, then you go up and do a show, and you think you did okay. You're like, oh, you know what? It could have been better, but this audience... Cr- sucked and then you see them go up and they fucking murder from the moment they get on stage to the moment they got off stage and it's just like oh no it's it's me it's not the fucking audience yeah you know? and, and i always recommend always when you get a chance go see a show and see a, a really like a, a pro like i saw godfrey years ago and back in the day uh they brought him out to milwaukee it used to be the milwaukee uh the comedy cafe it was closed down right but they brought him out so there's a guy named Steve Breeze in Milwaukee who produced, like, they part of the local comedy scene. Like, I don't know if you guys know, there's a thing called the uh, Cast of Killers. It was like, uh, you know, it was kind of like, you know how CYSK is here? Yeah. Uh, they had their own independent showcase at this place called Karma. It was like the Milwaukee version, and that's kind of the show you wanted to do. And they, Milwaukee Comedy was, he was connected with Milwaukee Comedy, who's a guy who runs the... Forgot his name, dude. They own that comedy club now, the Comedy Tap, or I always give, I always fuck up the name. Uh, but anyways, the I laughing don't, tap up there. Huh? Yeah, laughing tap. Laughing tap yeah. I always call it the comedy tap. Yeah, the, the, group, the comedy. Tab. I was messing up there. Yeah. Sorry to. I, I know all of, all the three of the, those guys. Um, but the fuck was I talking about? Uh, <laughs> Same. Uh, uh, no, you were talking about how you saw Godfrey up there. In oh yeah. So see, see Breeze. They like did a thing and they brought. They he was like emailing people and he got a hold of. Uh, Godfrey's manager and got him out there and they got him a spot. They The comedy cafe would not advertise it though. So he had to bring all the people in and we were the comics in the scene. We knew about it. We'd go, whatever. There wasn't that, that many people. They didn't sell it out. But I just remember like I saw Godfrey for an hour just fucking kill. Like, kill. And I was like, it, it really kind of puts you in a place and lets you know where I was at. Because it's like, you start thinking like, oh, I'm nowhere near the level where he's at. And it's like, oh my God, like this is a whole different level. So every, like once a month or whatever, I would always use 
comedy shows. It was it was a two part. Uh, I haven't grown up, but I was single, so it was a two part thing. I would buy two tickets when I saw a good comic coming into town because as a comic you know like oh this motherfucker isn't quite at the Kevin Hart level, but I know how good he is. He's yeah. at that level comedically, but as far as fame, he's not. So he's going to be at the Improv in Schaumburg. Mm-hmm. I'm buying two tickets, and I would always buy two because I was like, I'm going to buy some home. You know, yeah, or some, some, some bitch going to go. Some bitch is going to go. You know what I mean? So it's like, and if it, and if it wasn't, let's say I couldn't buy a home, I'd fucking I'd ask a comic friend and bring him. So it was a win-win for me. You know what I mean? I would get the two tickets, and I'm like, A, potential laying something down to get laid down the uh, get laid down the line or b uh ready to tell you right or b i think i got it or b it was like uh i get you know i get to see this you know what i mean it's good every once in a while because like you get in ruts you get like i don't know you get that hope kind of you know what i mean and then you see like oh man this guy's good. it's good to see like somebody good like that yeah like, I, I love doing yeah I, I love doing that shit man because uh sometimes like i said like with with comedy your your ego can fucking you know can sometimes if you're that kind of person like if you crush one day you're just gonna be like oh fuck like i'm that motherfucking dude like i'm killing shit i don't give a fuck and then you go do a show in the city and then they got somebody like ken guard do a spot mm-hmm. and then you get like oh like you said i'm nowhere near where he's at. Like, I got to get better. And then you go see somebody else. Like, I went to see Tom Segura, you know. Now you're talking about a theater act. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, this guy's just fucking like, murdering. And, and I would always say, like, at least for me, some people, everybody has a different problem. I know, like, when I had Kevin Bozeman, he listens to his good sets and see what went right. Mm-hmm. He's at a different level. The level I was at, you know, I'm still improving and fixing a lot of things. Like, good sets really didn't, I didn't say they didn't do it. It was, it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed them. But good says as far as progress didn't do too much for me because it's like it was fun and like for me I would record all my sets mm-hmm. and listen to my sets but those bad ones sometimes I wouldn't listen to right away not even the same day it might be a day or two but by day two it's like if I listen to it I force like do I you gotta listen to this one I push myself through it I listen to it but the good ones I remember I was like I want to listen right as soon as I'm leaving the fucking club I'm like you just I put laugh. it on I was like you know it's kind of it's kind of gross listening to yourself it's like yeah that's me but yeah. Like, it's like I don't know yeah, it's like them. watching yourself fuck or something and yeah. yourself on but it's like I wanted to, you wanted to hear it. but yeah. the bad ones for me are the ones that are like like I have a few specific shows that I remember like progress there was one there was this crazy white bitch or she's half white half Mexican I forgot her name oh Lisa something right mm-hmm. uh, she. I gave her a ride to, we were talking earlier about Matt, Matt, Matt Drufke. It was a show where he was headlining out like far by Iowa or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I used to go everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'm more particular what I do, but right. we went and I remember driving and, you know, I messaged a few people to do the show. Like I had one free guest spot to bring somebody, you mm-hmm. know, like, I messaged Oscar. He couldn't do it. Oscar Carvajal, uh, Jason Acevedo. I, I think I messaged him. I don't know. I do make fun of Jason a lot on my podcast. And I don't know if he's heard it, but like Jason's a funny dude. But the only thing I always, my only criticism with him, he's a bit of a diva. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's him, but like, he's a diva, dude. He's like, and I've, I said this before, like I produced a show and if I had two people and they're equally funny, or maybe somebody's a little bit less funny than Jason, I probably, sometimes you'll book the other person because you don't want the headache. I don't know where he's at now, but I've said that about certain people before. Like, you like how you are and how people want to like a regular environment like you want to work with this person like mm-hmm. they're about the same but yeah. this one's a headache yeah. like who are you going to take but anyways I'm, I'm driving with this crazy white bitch and 
I'm careful. This is before cancel culture was as much as it was now, but it was still kind of going on. Yeah. And I remember she's talking to me. She's like, oh, Giovanni, you know, I believe in uh, gypsies or something. Not gypsies, uh, pixies. 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 It's like like uh, like a fairy or something, yeah. right? <laughs> and, I, and as soon as I heard that, I turned around. I was like, oh, <laughs> I this bitch is I'm like, I'm done, dude. I'm, I'm like, watch what I say. I didn't speak the west of the way. Like, I let her talk, and I was like, oh, yeah, interesting, interesting. Like, I was very careful what I said. You know what I mean? Like, this, this chick, I say one wrong thing. She's posting on the scene. I, the Giovanni made me feel this way, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, because even if, like, it's weird, you know, like, I'm sure certain women don't get booked less or in certain situations don't get that car ride as a feature because the dude doesn't want to look like, uh, oh, it's this one. The dude doesn't want to look like, like, oh, look, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fuck this chick. And there's a bunch of the dudes in the scene that were there that were trying to do that. But I was like, I'm done. But what happened was we went to the show. We did the show. I did my set. When we left, I had to go to Waukegan. We're all over by Iowa. So she had to go to the city. There was another comic there, maybe Jordan Holmes, who was going to the city. It worked out perfectly. I was like, oh, this worked out perfectly. You know what I mean? And I think I gave her some of my fucking money. Uh, and this has happened in another spot, which was a dude. I gave, you know, I get paid. They have a guest spot. They're not getting paid. But they came out with, you know, like I broke off some of my money and gave it to her. But then, like, I was at Patsy's a few months later. It's an open mic in Chicago. Everybody hated the owner. And Oscar, somebody was telling me about, like, Lisa. Oh, Lisa Peters. That was her name. Lisa okay. Peters, right? Yeah, I remember her. She dated some one comic who's touring now. I forgot his name. Zach something. Yeah. Uh, so then Lisa, and I heard, and I was like, oh, yeah, man. So what happened at that show? And I was like, what do you mean? That show in, uh, I forget, somewhere by Iowa. It was, like, where Matt Drewski was headlining. And I was like, nothing. And she was like, oh, yeah, I heard, like, she she couldn't she didn't want to ride back with you she freaked out she was looking for a ride and blah 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 what the she fuck? felt uncomfortable with you and i was like what and i was thinking like i didn't say a word to this bitch no but it wasn't anything i said to her it was like during my set one of my jokes i did made her uncomfortable and it was like you know what and i remember like my my comedy is a little bit different when it started it was a little bit more like it would do it i said like everyone a white dude starts Fucking Nazi and rape jokes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Suicide, whatever. <laughs> and that's what I do stars. And my shit was maybe more vulgar and sexual, and then maybe some deaths. I don't know. Like, but my first set, I talk about fucking my mom. I don't. It's like you don't find your voice. You don't know. You're just trying to reach and make people laugh. And it always, it always starts super cruel in the first year or two, and then you fucking you figure yourself out. You know right. what I mean? But yeah. it's like that's why, like Patrice has the thing about it. Like, where the jokes, they all start from the same place. It's like you're not trying to. You're, you don't know what you're doing. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. And then, yeah, apparently some, some joke I said made her uncomfortable, and then she took a fucking ride to the city, and I was like, man, these fucking crazy white bitches. Man, that's, see, that's the thing, man. I don't be fucking... That's why I don't drive. I don't give bitches rides. <laughs> now, um, comedy... Uh, oh, damn, I don't even know where the fuck we were going with that shit, bro. Well, we started with cigars, because I was, I was talking about cigars. Oh, yeah, bro, recording bro. your sets and doing good, right? So... With me, uh, yeah, I try. I, I, I it, for me, it's a little bit different. Like I've been doing comedy, I guess you could say four years since I started, since I did my first open mic. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the first year I probably did three open mics. So mm -hmm. I mean, I'm like, I, I always say like, ah, it's like three years or whatever the fuck, right? Or whatever. But anyway, um, st uh, when I was uh, starting off, I never recorded anything. I, I pictures was cool, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I, I never recorded or listened to anything. And then everybody, you know, whether it's a professional podcast that you listen to, like uh, something like, you know, Two Bears or whatever the fuck, right? Mm -hmm. Or you listen to just a regular local podcast, like one of ours. Uh, everybody says the same thing. You've got to record yourself. you got to listen to yourself because you've yeah. got to learn more from that. 
you know? And, uh, and yeah, man, I start, well, uh, like the homie, he recorded a video of me. And like you said, man, it's fucking cringe, bro. Sometimes it's hard to listen to my own podcast episodes because I don't want to hear my voice, you know, let alone bad timing on a joke or me bombing. You feel me? Yeah. And it's just like, fuck, but, but it does help you. I mean, I don't know how to explain, but it does help become a better comic. I don't know how to fuck. People always said that. And I was like, man, shut the fuck up. Like that shit don't help at all. And then I started doing it. I was like, oh shit, this is, I see where I fucked up. And then it's like, all right, man, let me get back in it, you know? But, um, yeah, man. So, I, I mean, I admire you doing this shit seven years, and I can't wait to, you know what I'm saying, to see where you go from this. But uh, you recently booked me for your uh, Mescal Monday show. Yeah. That's a show that you were doing at Zany's. You're no longer doing. No. Uh, Fuck Brian Martin. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now, why... Uh, uh, so, getting a show at Zany's uh, as a producer, especially nowadays, I mean, for a lot of comedians, it's like the holy grail, right? Because now you get stage time on one of the most famous fucking clubs in the city, right? So, you said you, you mentioned uh, you had stepped down after having a few successful shows. And by the way, I just want to side note in here um, I had been to Zany's three times before I did your show at Mescal Mondays. Mm-hmm. Every single fucking time I did a show there, I did mediocre as fuck. My jokes, I I, just, I felt like that room, at the you know, I, 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 this is just excuses that I came yeah. up for myself at the beginning. I, I felt like, at first I was like, that shit is way too close. Like, you're way too close to the audience. I'm way too big. It's a small-ass room. I don't know. Right? You're I was, scared of me. I'm going to fall. I hit him on stage. Dude, making make shit up, right? Yeah. Making shit up. And then I would see people headline. Like, the first time I saw, uh, it was uh, Kristen Toomey. Then I saw um, Erica Nicole Clark, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like, dude. They're getting on there. They're fucking murdering. And, you know, you're in that little room. If you're doing good, the laughs are fucking immense because they're bouncing off the walls. You can feel it on the stage. I mean, it's just a different type of fucking energy when you're doing yeah. good, you know? And uh, when you booked me for the... Well, Brian had hit me up first, but what, it's, and, you know, I knew it was your show. And he, he they invited me over or whatever. And then Joey Gomez was going to close out. And, I mean, I'm a big fan of Joey. He actually was the first one to ever um one of the first ones to bring me to the city he put me uh mike yo no he actually put me in contact with uh abby to do pilsen stand-up oh pilsen that's another great show that's yeah. one of the, there's one there's like a few shows like as a comic chicago cysk pilsen yeah it used for like alternative it's chicago yeah. underground comedy there's a few like you want to get on those shows and that's, yeah yeah that's definitely one of them yeah pilsen stand-up i mean you know and being a latino comic i mean it's just a room you want to be in you know yeah. and, and i met and then from there i met like rick concha who does like the Watra and those independent shows over there on the south side of the summit. And then I met Renee who took me up to Soiree and then eventually highly recommended at the Laugh Factory. So that show like branched out everything I'm doing now in the city, you know? So um, I, I'm always thankful for, for Joey for taking me out there. But anyway, he was headlining your show and I know Joey Villagomez was out of work for a while. You know, he had a surgery and whatnot. So he wasn't doing too many shows. So I was like, fuck, I'm, I mean, it'd be dope to see him. But I was like, fuck, every time I go to Zany's, I do fucking shitty. And this time, um, I don't want to do bad. You know, I mean, I don't know. Some people look at other comics like peers. But, I mean, I look at you. Like, I look up at you. You know, I admire what you do and shit. And I admire what he does. I, I don't, I'm not afraid to be, like, a fan. You feel me? I, I don't know. It's just one of, my, one of the things, you know? And uh, and I was like, fuck, I need to do good. You know, I want to make sure that, the, number one, everybody that booked me, you know, you and, and other people see me do good. You know, Brian and shit. And then on top of that, I don't want to, you know, Joey Big Gomez, I don't want to fucking do bad in front of bad comics, right? And on top of that, it was a personal thing. Like, every time I go in that fucking room... I, I bomb, you know, and then and it, wasn't, it, was, it wasn't a bomb. I just don't like to be like one of those mediocre comics that like, ah, oh, I did good, but it was like chuckles and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, I want to yeah. fuck. No, those comics don't say they did good. Those comics say they killed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. fucking, there's a lot of delusional people in the, 
Chicago comedy scene. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, fuck that. Like, I'm not cool with chuckles and a few laughs. Like, I want that shit to be shaken. So I, that's what it was, you know. And people would still, like, there was one of those shows that I did before that somebody caught me outside. They're like, you're the best one on the lineup and shit. You, I was tying my shoe outside. I don't know if you remember. And then I, I was just like, it, it felt, the comment felt good. But at the same time, it didn't, you know. Because yeah. I know that I could have done better. So when you had me on... um, I was excited. I was like, I'm going to redeem myself. This is a fucking Latino show. You know, I'll be good. I'll be good. And I was like, but I can't do the same set. I'm going to switch shit up. So I was like, I got to switch it up. I got to switch it up. So in my head, I was like, bet, I'm going to switch it up. So I switched up my set uh, in my head, right? I was going to go up there. And then that morning before your Mezcal Monday show, I get a message from uh, a comedian. Shout out DJ Ripsky. He's like, yo, because I had promoted the, I put the flyer up. I put the flyer up. He's like, yo, he's like, you going to Zanies tonight? I was like, yeah. He's like, you heard who's uh, who's been dropping in all weekend? And I was like, uh, nah. Like, I, I mean, I had seen people post about it, but nobody was talking about it. I was like, nah, what happened? And he's like, oh, I heard it's Ali Wong dropping in. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, Ali See, Wong. I didn't even know about that until I was at the show. Like, oh, you, really? You had more information about that than I did. You know? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, it's a night to remember, too. Like, yeah. I feel like we can share that experience together, you know? Because I was like, I was, I went up that, I, I was, uh, in my head, I was like, holy fuck, she had stopped in. But at the same time, I'm like, but it's Monday. She's probably already out of town. We didn't know what she was doing, whatever, right? So I get in there. I fucking forgot about this girl, bro. I forgot about her. Uh, the homie Joey sits next to me. We took an edible. Like, we're having fun with it, right? I go on stage, and for the fucking first time ever, I do, okay, you know, I'm, I, I had fun. I was like, people laughed. I felt like I did my thing finally. Like I redeemed myself. I was like, that was a good set. I'm not fucking um, I'm not fucking I'm not bummed out anymore. I feel like I redeemed myself for all the other times, right? And then I go sit fucking, I go sit back down, then they bring her up. And I was like, what the fuck? And the crazy thing that blew my mind is because I went up to at the time they were swapping mics and shit. I don't know if they're still doing it. I did the wired mic last time I was there, but at that time they were swapping wireless mics. So when I went to go give fucking um I went to go give the microphone back to uh uh, I believe it was Hannah at the time. I don't know who was there, right? It was a female. Hannah, it was Hannah. Yeah, yeah, it was Hannah. So I give the mic to home to, to Hannah, and I just see this girl in a huge, like, trench coat. And I was like, this girl, it's hot as fuck out here. And I gave her the mic, and I just turned around, and I, I realized, I was like, dude, that was her. I was standing right in front of her. And it kind of threw me off. I was like, what the fuck? And then, of course, we watched her set. You know, she gets off stage, and then she's walking off stage. Joey's telling me about how he met her before at an All Things Comedy event with Bill Burr out in L.A., and I was like, that's dope. So I was like, he's about to like talk to her, you know? And as he was like, she was coming up to us. That's when uh, he kind of was trying to like say what's up, but his leg was fucking broken. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't stand up, you know? So I don't think she saw him and she saw me. And that's when she was like, she just looked at me and she stopped and she's like, oh, great set. And I was like, what the fuck? And I couldn't, I got up, I got up off my seat. I was like, dude, she just said something to me. I couldn't hear. I got up and I was like, what? And then uh, she was like, oh, that was a great set. Really funny. And I was just, I was in shock, bro. I was like, Dude, I will never forget this day. Like, I missed Cal Monday, you know, Giovanni Diaz show. Like, I was like, it was a dope experience. And I just wanted to ask you, like, how was that, you know, producing a show and having somebody who you would call a A-list comedian, A-list celebrity in a way, stopping by and show you produce? Look, man, I was sitting there, right? And like I said, I, I didn't know any of this was going on. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at my notes, who you, I think, uh, it was maybe before you went up or I forgot. And I'm looking at, you know, I'm just seeing who's next, one minute, just... Like, when I host, I just kind of look at the people, see what they're saying, and then take a few things to see. I might comment and make a little joke between them. I might not at all. Depend and I'm just kind of watching. So I'm doing that. And then Hannah, yeah, Hannah, because Brian wasn't there, so Hannah goes up to me. And Hannah's like, oh, you know, Ellie Wong's coming to do a drop-in set. And I've seen Ellie. You know, she's been on Netflix. I've seen, I've seen her before because I used to go to L.A. 
to visit family and I would go to the comedy store and I'd sit there till 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was a big stand-up guy. Yeah. I would sit there at 2 a.m., watch everybody, and I've seen her perform at the store, and I was like, oh, shit, like, this is Ali Wong. That was just crazy. It was like, it was such a crazy, like, moment. Like, it feels like all those, like, years of doing, like, it's come to, like, this moment. Like, oh, yeah. shit, like, I'm here and I've done this. You know, I've been doing these shows and these mics and this, you know, shit fucking mics and Waukegan or wherever the fuck I was at, you know what I mean? Yeah. These fucking music mix mics, you know, this trash. I was like, oh shit, I'm here at Zanies, fucking Ellie Wong, I'm giving her the mic, I'm hosting for her, I'm breaking her up, and it was like, you know, it's those moments that kind of come together, and I was like, holy shit. It was like, oh shit, this is this is really happening, you know, I, I texted my friends, I was like, oh shit, Ellie Wong's here. Like, it, it was a crazy thing, because like, when I first got booked at, it's one of those things, like, when I first got booked at Zanies, like, I felt like, I thought I didn't earn it. You know what I mean? I was talking to Eric, Eric Pinella about it. He's like, man, shut up. You're an idiot, dude. Just because it felt like, all right, I'm getting booked because of the pot. It doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, you're getting booked. And he's like, I felt like it was a COVID. In my head, I was like, it's a COVID booking. And this is before. This is when they kind of reopened in the summer right. during COVID. And I got booked at Zany. It was one of my first Zany shows. You know what I mean? And at that point, Brian was on the Lobo Den. He was on the podcast. Brian Morton, manager, yeah. GM at the Laugh Factory, formerly of, not Laugh, formerly Laugh Factory, now at Zany's, you know? Mm. And I was just like, in my head, it was like, because I was, it would always, it was always, you know, it was all about stand-up. Even before the podcast, it was all about stand-up. It's like, I wanted to get booked purely because of my stand-up. And I was like, part of it, of course, is because of the podcast. But it's like, that's how shit fucking goes. You know what I mean? But, so when I was there, before I, I went to Zanies, I was like, eh. In my head, I was like, eh. I was talking to my friend. I had a friend. I don't know, I don't know where she's been. I don't know where she's at. Her name is Debbie Cabrera. She was, she's up and coming comedian, but. You know, she has some mental health issues, so I don't know where she's at. Uh, but she was like, I was talking to her, and I was like, look, man, like, I don't know. She's like, look, she's like, you're doing fucking zanies, you know what I mean? Just, you're fucking, at the end of the day, you're doing fucking zanies. It's like, all right. So I head over there, and but when I got there, I don't know if you felt this the first time you did it, I went in the green room, it all kind of hit me. Like, this is like kind of this thing, this is what I've been kind of working for, for all this time, you know? It's like yeah. step one, or like, this is like, it because zanies... Comedy stores, Zanies, the cellar in New York, like these are the, the I forgot I the name of the spot. I mean, the fucking yeah, I mean it, it's these like the spots, dude. Like when it's like, oh, this is like the spots that like, oh, these were all these people, great people performed. Like I, you were talking about the room being small and the comedy. Like I saw Nick DiPaolo there a few years ago. Sell it was a sold out show. Nick DiPaolo killed it, and it just when somebody's killing in there, it's fucking the laughs are like bye bye. And I was by the front. And it was like it was insane to watch. It was like, oh, I'm I'm fucking here. You know what I mean? Like, holy yeah. shit. You know? So it's yeah, it's it's a big moment to take in. And then, like, okay, you asked me earlier, like, but I did step down from it. You know what I mean? I did step. In. So what happened was, there's a producing. Have you produced shows? I've never produced. A show. It is fucking the worst. But it's the best and the worst because it's like the result at the end when it's done and it goes well is an awesome feeling. You know what I mean? It's such a great feeling, but. Producing is such it's such a time strain. It's so headache. Like so people see you see the we're at the show, you see all the people, everybody's laughing, everybody good times. But what people don't see is like days before, like days before, like I'm messaging people nonstop, you know. Cause how Facebook works now, if you don't pay for the ad, a lot of a lot of not people are gonna see your posts. It's yeah. very limited. You know I mean? Yeah, that's that's the thing that sucks about business accounts. Like you post some shit, it doesn't matter if you got a thousand likes on that motherfucker, you get three likes. You got a thousand likes on the page, you get three likes on your post because it does not come up it's, on their timeline. It's not gonna know. So a technique. So I used to run these shows in Waukegan, and a technique I used to use and different stuff I would use, and 
I think women are better at this, to be honest with you. They're way more organized. Like, I've talked to, like, I've, I don't know, Denise Medina, if you know her, she produces. I've, yeah, so I've heard of her. She's, she's a hell of a producer. And I've called her before, and I'm like, hey, I want to pick your brain. Give me some advice. She does stuff in, like, newsletters, things with news. Like, she's on it, dude. She's a producer. I feel women are more organized with this stuff. Uh, I just had Susanna Rodriguez on. She's She does a show, I think, in Hover, Indiana. I think her last show, she sold, they sold, like, 200 tickets, like, they're on it, right? I mean, they're, they're on it, you know? And I was like, so I'm, people don't see, I'm messaging people days before, nonstop. Like, I'm at work, I'm driving, I'm messaging. I message people on Facebook until Facebook Messenger blocks me and I can't. Then I move to Instagram and texting. Holy and whatever. like, you don't see, like, the hours. I'm trying to get, trying to get asses. And I, I know that was a thousand people, maybe two will come or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it takes that much to get, it takes, like, I think I heard this the other day, Danny Callis. CYSK, he would put up a that he would say like a thousand flyers, we hand them out, maybe two people will come for that. And it, that's kind of how it works. I, when you do a Facebook event, all the people, if 15 people say are going, maybe three of those will go. You know what I mean? And there's the people that might go. But then sometimes you, you get people like, I had people that showed some dude I used to work with, all of a sudden showed up like, actually you, I don't know. I was like, I thought about you. I don't know what your marketing, what you do or your social media. You have some type of presence because like, I did a little giveaway and gave away some tickets yeah. uh, for the Lobo Den to, you know, for the show. And then for two tickets to the show sponsored by the Lobo Den podcast. And then some people won, couldn't do it. Like the people end up going. I asked them, how'd you find out about the show? They found out, they saw it on your, one of your posts and they came to the show. So you yeah. had, you have some. You know I mean? It's the podcast. It's, I mean, I don't, okay. I don't talk about, I, I, you rare, I don't. Thing about comedians is they don't know about my podcast because mm -hmm. I don't have comics on and I don't promote on Facebook. Mm -hmm. There's an average of about a thousand listeners. I got an anchor is what I used to distribute. Mm -hmm. It's an average of about a thousand. That's Apple, and now we got YouTube. We just got on YouTube. Okay. So every time I like if I do a show in Aurora, it's usually sold out just because of the amount of people. Yeah, because I knew you have something. I was like, yeah. he's doing something right. I don't know what it is, but he's doing some type yeah. of marketing thing. And yeah. So like, when I'm whenever I'm out here, I mean, like people come to my shows. I mean, every show I do in the city, people go out there from here. Drive out there to see me, but I'm like, doing a fucking eight minute spot. Yeah, so it's dope. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just hard to keep up with. So now it's like I'm trying to. You do the podcast, you do the stand up, and then you took up producing, which is something I'm thinking about doing. Mm -hmm. And then now it's it's a yeah, producing is a lot of work, especially like when you have a team. I think it's better. But even when I've talked to people on teams, I think it's even like uh, it, from the people that have told me about it, like it's like a group project in high school. There's only two people pulling most of the weight. And even with the team, and so it, it, I guess it depends, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's that's one of the reasons. It was I was looking at Mescon Monday, and it's like, it's a lot of energy, and I, and it's like, it, I had a lot going on, and I have to prioritize my time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's like, what, like, if it's me doing shows every once in a while, because it all in writing, right? I haven't written anything since like COVID, right? And that was bothering me that I didn't want to get it to where I'm doing a show at Zany's and it's like, hey, is Giovanni doing the same shit again? He hasn't read anything new. And I and I knew I wasn't at the time. There might be a point where it's like, I get that bug again and I'm writing, I'm going to Mike's, but I, I knew I wasn't. And it's like, it's not fair of the show for me to go on. And it's like, man, he's doing that shit again. Like, but I didn't want it to get to that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if in the show before, I was like, oh, I'm going to write for this next show. And I didn't, you know what I mean? And I was like, hmm, this is telling me something, right? And I was like, and I, and I thought about it, and I was like, this is a great opportunity, and it's a great show. We had a great, I had a great run, and it's like, that's why I think. My main thing is like, I wanted to put more focus on the podcast, online content, you know what I mean? And now I think about more things. It's like my drive, you know, my energy, you know, before it's, I didn't give a fuck. I was younger. It was like, 
uh, wait, there's a show three hours away. I'm getting paid nothing or $5. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking there. I was like, I was a dude. How I got booked in a bunch of shit rooms I got in, like Crane's Butter, is somebody would back out. And it's like, I was there. I was a guy that was, I was, I was fucking there. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. And at first that's how I started. And then I became a regular recruit, a different rooms, a different show. Yeah. But I was always, uh, I was a dude, like I'm the filling dude. You know what I yeah. mean? And I'm not at that point right now. So now it's like, and I get, and I kind of like, oh, I'm taking a break, but I still, I get, because of the podcast and stuff, I still get booked for stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like people, but, but for me, like I haven't messaged anybody to book me on anything mm. in a year. You know what I mean? And yeah. before it was me, like. Once a month, I'm messaging, booking, clip, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And again, that's part of, of the podcast, you know what I mean? Yeah, the like, quote-unquote hustle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the quote-unquote hustle. But it was like, so I was like, man. So that, that day, the last Mescom Monday show I did, right, I did my set. The set was fun. And what was fun about it, too, is I didn't do a lot of material. I did a lot of crowd work on purpose because I hadn't written anything. Yeah, right. So I was like, so I did a bunch of crowd and it went well, whatever, because I was like, I don't want to do it. And I was like, and I had that rush again, and I was like, as soon as like the myself was over, I was like, no, I'm not quitting. I'm gonna keep doing the show. I'm gonna keep doing the show. And I was like, oh, my girls like, she's like, all right, just think about it. And then I'm sitting there for the rest of the show, like you know, hosting. And I was like, now things, the dust is selling, and I'm thinking about it. And I was like, and I was like, you know what? Let me sleep on it. I slept on it. Thought about it the next day after you know around five, I was at work, and I called Brian. I was like, Brian, I went. I thought about like some some people. I was like, Brian, I just want you know, you know, I appreciate the opportunity, but you know, I'm gonna. I'm stepping back from stand up a little bit, you know. I want to, so I want to kind of step away from Mesk on Monday. And I said, I recommend. I recommended two people. My first recommendation was Anthony Fuentes. Right. He's a fucking hustler. Like this motherfucker, when shit was going down in COVID, he was doing shows in Elk Grove. Yeah, the I met, I met him at Pelson Stand Up. That's the first time I met him at Pelson okay. Stand. He's out for me, Brown Lake. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like people don't know, like me and him, we live like you and Roar. Like we got to drive an hour to do stuff. Yeah. At least in the city, like. For me and Anthony, you guys have stuff here. We didn't, you know what I mean? For me and Anthony, anything I had to do, minimum 40 minutes to drive, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, I'd be doing mics in the city, and then comics would be like, oh, they, they see me every night, you know what I mean? And didn't realize, it was kind of funny to see, I think it happened with Tito one time, like, it breaks people a little bit when they realize, like, uh, where I live, because they're like, oh, yeah, Giovanni, you know, I'm one of you guys. I'm in Logan Square. I'm five minutes away. I'm hanging out. I'm not. So, like, one time I told, I think I told Tito, he was like, I was like, yeah, I live, you know, in Waukegan. I was like, wait, what? That's like an hour drive, basically. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. he was like, and or at town saw me, he was like, what? And it's like, and they see me there in the city every night. Yeah. But it's like, no, I don't live five minutes away. I can't have a few PBRs and go to this place. Like, I got, you know, that that's what yeah. I think would piss me off about doing mics is a little bit, but it's like. Open my comedy is a mix of people trying to do stand up and people want to hang out yeah. and be friends. You know what I mean? And, and the click thing. And I was like, look, I got a full time motherfucking job too, yeah. so I don't have time. I'm doing there my set, my set, and I got to go back and either write or rewrite or do what I got to do. Mm -hmm. But so people, you know, there's a thing, there's a whole hang with it, which I, I wasn't, I wasn't down with. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like I started stand up later in my life, which I'm glad because I was more organized with life. So. And a full-time job, so it's like I've always, you know, had. So I always had to be very uh, particular about my time, how I right. used it. Especially so now, when the mess producing takes a lot of time and energy, and it was like mental. It was like a drain for me. And I got a lot of stuff going on now, and like in my personal life, where it's like 
you got to think about. I can't. There's only so many hours in the day. Right. Really. Yeah. No. No. I co- I completely understand, man. Definitely. Uh, cause uh, it, I mean, I can't. Like I said, I I just thinking about it. Like the reason I want to start a show is because I feel like I want to do downtown Aurora too, and not to like step on anybody's toes, mm-hmm. like Matt or anything like that. I want to do like a small room, cause again, like I said, I have you know, like I do this podcast. I know that if I do a small room, something like tight ship or something like that, mm-hmm. I can fill a room maybe once a month or whatever, and have bring people from the city. Once that I, a month. Yeah, with with like, if you have like some people to help you out with, yeah, it's definitely like manageable. Once a month, yeah, know? I can't, still- I can't do the weekly thing. Fuck that, dude. I can barely do the podcast once a week. So I think I don't, I fucking burn week, out. No, week, yeah, weekly, like I'll burn the fuck out, yeah, bro. Dude. Like James Webb, he was like he, one of the top shows. Uh, uh what, oh, fuck it, oh, fuck stand it. up, stand up, stand up, stand up. One of those shows, like Pills and Pills, you know, Pills and Pills, Pills and Stand Up, CYSK, like one of them shows you want to do. But he, my, he was saying, he's like, man, like, it's coming back, but I'm still having stress dreams about it because it's so unrewardful. Like, yeah. like, you know, you could make money, you can't, but it's all the energy that you put in. It's a lot of energy to, to yeah. fucking produce this shit. God, it's just, yeah, I, I hear fucking, you, man. Now, not, not to cut you off in any way. I know we've talked we've talked about stand-up. Now let's talk about fucking hookers. Yeah, let's talk about hookers Come and on, cocaine. <laughs> so so we talked about, yeah, I, this is a conversation that I wanted to ask you. We ask you questions right now. Like, this is uh, this comedic part of the podcast. The first 40 minutes. If That's you know, how the low it started. Yeah, it's comedic. If, if, you know, yeah, if when you, COVID hit, I was like, we're going to mix it up in here. Let's. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, so, so this was for me. The first part of this podcast was for me, just comedy shit. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're still listening, we about to get to the fucking good part yeah. now. One of the reasons you're on this fucking podcast because you do a lot of cocaine or did allegedly allegedly did a lot of cocaine Mm -hmm. just like myself and uh, I want to know when was the first time and now we're using allegedly because the homie the homie said that that makes legal matters better Mm -hmm. you know me I'm finna just do the race Mm -hmm. so allegedly when was the first time you did cocaine the first time I so this is a dream I had none of this ever happened so I had a dream right (laughs) so in this dream my friend was used to work at a shoe store right he used to call me Al Bundy Cause, yeah, because he worked at a shoe store, and they're in the back. And then I don't even know if this is the first time I did. I think it is. And they're doing like growing up, like I was a dare kid, you know. Okay. And I there, there's a there's a there's a thing with dare and Joe Rogan. I'll get to that makes you kind of I feel makes you do other drugs because dare tells you all these lies. And that's why I'm honest with people. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you lie to people. Like dare told you all these lies. Like hey, one marijuana cigarette is worse than a thousand regular cigarettes. You get older, oh, actually, marijuana smoke is not cancerous, but cigarette smoke, and it's totally different. And actually, there's always benefits. Yeah, it's still smoke, so there's some, some, uh, the downside over the years, it's very minimal, it's marginal, it depends, you know what I mean? But like, that's realistic versus all these lies. And then Joe Rogan said this before, and it it affected me like, oh, they lied to me about weed, what else they lied to you? And that was my gateway to other stuff. So I was in the back of the shoe store, right? And they're doing, they're doing coke, and to me, like coke is like this is this is a real drug. This is like this is stuff where yeah, you're gonna lose your life. When when motherfuckers be like, I don't be on that other shit. That's that other. That's shit. That's the other shit. And I yeah. was like, fuck, dude. I was like, you. I was like, what are you guys doing? What do you want to do coke for? He's like, this is you know Hollywood, and you know I always wanted to be Hollywood. As my friend said, and I was were you guys like, were, were you guys in Hollywood? No, we're in fucking Waukegan. <laughs> but he was always he's like he felt he was like a Hollywood. He was gonna be an actor. <laughs> And it's like, he's just the next step. And I was like, nah, this is fucking crazy for like, so for, and then I joined him. I don't remember, I don't remember the, I remember like within a week, within a few weeks I joined him, uh, allegedly, it's all a dream I had, I'm making yeah. this up. Yeah. I'm like Alex Jones, I'm a character, right? I know this is real, right? <laughs> so then uh, my character like did it and I was like, 
honestly, it was like, it wasn't a big deal. I was like, to me, it was like, uh, it's like kind of like concentrated coffee. Like this is all, uh, I was like, all right. And it was no thing to me. You know what I mean? And even during that time, it was nothing. We would go out. It was like, I do it Mexican style, allegedly, which was, you know, Mexican, you drink. And you do it to keep you straight so you can keep drinking. Mexican That's it, style you know for I mean? sure. White people are on some other shit. They don't even drink and they'll do coke and they're like, ah, yeah. they're <laughs> like, they do lines and it's yeah. insane, dude. Mexican, it's so funny because there's coke, there's white cokeheads and there's Mexican cokeheads. Mexicans do bumps in the bathroom, they want to keep drinking, you know what I mean? They yeah. want to party. And then if you do coke while sober, a Mexican will look at you like you're fucking crazy. Yeah, like, dude. Like, what the fuck? But as soon as the motherfucker get drunk, where the eight balls at, nigga? Like, let me get some of that shit. Pass away. Yeah. How old were you when you first tried it? Or, think, allegedly. I think allegedly. This is again, it's all made up. But it was like in my 20s. Uh, it was like my early 20s, I early think. Early 20s, okay. Because I, I didn't start drinking until I was 20. Like, I was offered booze as a child by my father. Yeah. And I remember I tried beer and I was like, it was disgusting. I don't want anything, I don't want anything to do with this. I was like, I'd rather drink. It did, beer didn't make sense to me because it tasted bad. Remember, I didn't get buzzed. I tasted the beer. It tasted disgusting. Yeah. And I was like, I'd rather have a Coca-Cola. Why? Like, why? It didn't make sense to me probably like people were drinking it. 100%. Yeah, because every Mexican dad goes up to you when you're a kid. Every Mexican dad. Oh, my dad, God, that's me. I was offered my niece booze the other day. She's five. Yeah. She's five, <laughs> dude. I'm such a fucking turning to my dad. Yeah, and, and most most of the Mexican dads, most of the Mexican motherfuckers will do it. They'll give it you. It's the funniest thing is when you see a baby or a kid doing coke. Try no, not doing coke. <laughs> but when, when they try the beer and they make that funny face, it's like, yeah. aha, it's funny, whatever, right? But uh, yeah, when once you get older, it's not funny no more. But what? Um, so you were late twenties, yeah? Because I, I, I mean, I started fucking young, allegedly, right? I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I ended up. I was probably like maybe. I don't know, I think I'm 17. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty 17, and and I remember I was at my friend's party, and these were all like the like the drug dealers of the of the mm-hmm. town and shit. And everybody had chains on. I remember my friend; he had a whole fucking uh, he had a group who was just on a Netflix documentary for making narco corridos. He had a uh, mm-hmm. bucanas de Culiacan. They were real popping at one point, and uh, he had them like at their at their fucking peak in his backyard, bro. They were doing a show, I think, like a big venue in Chicago, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, play for me an hour, you know." And they came to his house. They played. Everybody is doing fucking the keys, you know, put the keys in the sack and just put shit up their nose. And I was like, well, I don't want to be the bitch. I was like, everybody doing coke. I got to do coke, too, you know. So I was I went up. The homie just put that shit up my nose. And and I was just like, like you said, the first time it was nothing. It was like, yeah, this shit sound this shit like kind of weak, you know. And then uh, I ended up going over to the same friend's house. You know, now this wasn't a party. It was just a cluck fest, like that's what we call them. But it was just crackheads. Yeah, yeah. Was, it, they were just doing coke in the garage, you know. Cokeheads, no. crackheads, similar things. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. So, so he now they're breaking. Uh, they Jeez. had a they had a snap on toolbox, and they're just breaking down fucking a ball, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're just putting lines out. Now I had never done lines. Yeah. I don't. I'd only it's a lot, a lot more cocaine. Yeah, I'd only ever done like bumps, and you know, I done. I was doing bumps with motherfuckers that bought a forty sack, so you already know they with the stingy shit, giving you the little, yeah. you know, what I'm saying nummies and shit. Yeah, forties, teeners. Yeah, exactly. You know, so when I go to my homie's house, he got the whole ball out. He making fucking lines that look like rectangles and shit. I'm like, God damn, bro. And we start geeking that shit up. And I had never been like geek geek, you know? And I remember coming home that night. I mean, it was probably what, four or five in the morning. And, and at that time I was living with my parents and, and I used to hate, well, that was the first time I ever did it, right? That was, But I used to hate coming home coked out, but that was the first time I had ever came home like geeked out. And I, did, I didn't know that that's what happened. I was like, 
I was like, I know I'm on something, but I don't think this is why I'm talking a lot. And I remember my mom was, um, she was getting up for work. You know, Mexican, they get up for like work at four or five in the morning. So she's getting up, she's getting ready. And I'm talking to her, bro. And um, and then we start, like, she starts talking to me about like my little sister. And we start talking about like her, the future and like a real, a coked out conversation, yeah. you know? And my mom, she's a talker. And I'm growing, you know, growing up, you know, I'm I'm a stoner. I'm smoking. I like to hang out with the homies and shit. I'm not really at the crib, so I'm not really finna talk to my mom for an hour, you know. So when I'm coked up, all the shit she's saying sound right, you know. I'm putting my two cents in. I'm like, well, I think you should maybe discipline her like this. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm switching the shit up. You feel me? And my, me, I swear to God, bro, my mom ended up calling off of work because we sat and talked till like nine in the morning. I, she wasn't looking at me. She was on the couch. She had, she was getting ready for work. Put her shit down. We sat down. I was sitting in the couch, fucking jaw locked up like a motherfucker. I didn't even know, like at the time that I was locking up like that. Like, I didn't know that that's what was going on, that I was coked out. I just thought I was had energy. I was like, oh, those beers gave me energy, you know? And uh, we talked for, like, until, like, 9 a.m. Then we're, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go get some sleep. And yeah, I knocked out, and it was, like, a great experience, you know? And then every time after that, it's like, I mean, you know this shit. You try to chase that feeling from the first time, you know? And it's just like you never get there, you know? You just... Do He's more. like, I want to be a better son. Yeah, yeah. Doing this for my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This for you, mom. Yeah. yeah, my mom want to talk more and communicate. Yeah. So I need this, you know? So that's what it was. Oh, yeah, rationalizing. Drug, drug addicts love rationalizing. Dude, I swear to God. And it's like the come down is so crazy because, man, it's, I mean, the, it's cocaine is a drug. Like I said, it's, it was my drug of choice. And it's such a crazy feeling how high it can take you and how low it can bring yeah, you. Yeah, this come down. So the come down, I've heard about it for like, I've always heard about it. And that's something that I never hit. I've never had like a come down. Really? Think. So it's like, I I think, okay, so this is my self-analyzing. I don't yeah. know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I think I've always, people have always told me that I have ADHD, right? So I think like coke and away kind of, you know, was almost like medicinal for me. I would always say medicinal cocaine, yeah. right? Because it was a point. So that those first two years, we started, we'd go out, drink, party, whatever. And my friend, he would keep wanting to do it, right? Mm-hmm. He said, let's go, blah, blah. I'll get a fucking taxi. We'll pick up these girls. And I'm at, we're at the crib. I was like, look, man, I'm trying to go to bed. Like, And I was doing coke, allegedly, right? All made up. But I was like, <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. And like, it didn't, it almost affected me in a different way. I feel like, so that's why, and I never had an issue as far as like, I felt like with any type of abuse or addiction, like, and there was points where I would just use it to, when I was like, man, I need to get a lot of work done or whatever. I would do certain amounts like measure and I would work whatever. Cause it would last me 40, 45 minutes versus I had, I fucking hate Adderall with a passion, right? I've, I've never got a prescription for it, but I've taken it a few times and it lasts five or eight hours, depending on what the fuck you get or five hours. I hate how I fucking feel like whenever I take it. I feel like like I'm a zombie almost. In my, it's like I'm a zombie. My personality's trapped here and trying to come out and be like cool and goofy. But on the outside, I'm like, oh, oh like oh, almost like a slave. I hate it. Yeah, I hate Adderall. So yeah. that would like do coke, fucking allegedly. And then I would do and work and edit and do stuff. So there's points where I would do it specifically for that, or mostly how I started getting it was for girls really. Yeah. Where I, there was a point where I was at the Laugh Factory. And I was with a comedian, white comedian, white of devil, the white devil, <laughs> right? And then, and I was on this, I don't know, I had something, something happened to me, right? There was a point where like, 
I'd be with a bitch, we'd break up, or something would happen, a chick, and then I'd like, I'd get very, it'd be some type of breakup, and it, breakups were really good for me, because after that, I'd start running, I'd, I'd get on it for a few months with something. Start running this shit, you And you're running, I'm running, <laughs> running, fucking, I'd focus on stand-up, I'd become super focused, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and I was like that, and I remember that time, there was a there was a thing, there was a video about Seinfeld, Seinfeld's like, just write every day, doesn't matter, write every day. Mark your calendar and then mark the day you miss. And I was on this thing I wrote every day. And I had a rule I wasn't drinking more than two drinks, like, max a day. And I was like, I was on a good roll. Was at the Laugh Factory Christmas party, right? And there was some girl I did a show with before who kind of, like, hit on me on the other show. But I was like, I had a rule. I don't date comics. Right. Right? And then and I told her, I was like, you know, cool, but I don't date. It wasn't like, I kind of brought it up early. You know what I mean? I don't date comics. I always wanted to avoid it because I felt something. Not to be cocky, but I felt like there was something there. And I just wanted them to hit, just letting you know. And then at the laugh factor, she's like, oh, I don't have a fucking gag reflex, blah, blah, blah. We like, uh. <laughs> like, you still don't date comics? I was like, nah. And I'm upstairs, allegedly, uh, I'm making this up. This is improv character. I'm working. <laughs> we're upstairs. This is not true. Doing coke, you know what I mean? And I'm, we're making out and stuff. I run out because right? I had some on me. I run out. And then I remember, like, I forgot what happened to her. And she's gone. And she's, I see her running around with some other dude. And I was like, oh, he has coke. <laughs> I was like, and I ran out of coke. So I'm out. You know what I mean? Like that. And I was like, oh. You started chasing him, too. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I came to a realization that day, right? And my friends, like, tell me. The realization should have been, all right, don't fuck with these coke whores. You know what I mean? Like. No good for you. My realization was like, I always have more coke <laughs> than the that other guy, right? Always have more coke than the other motherfucker. I always have more. So then, like, then it's like, I would have, it's like, you know what? I know I never bought a 40 or 20 after that again. It was like, I always had a bigger amount, allegedly. Yeah. And then probably class X felony amounts, maybe. I don't know. But it was like, <laughs> it, but like, again, it was never like, I was never, I never, my only issue I had it was booze, you know what I mean? Like I've done a bunch of stuff, never had abused anything, like but booze is the one before before now. Like I can drink booze. I had this beer, I can have two more drinks, I can have a few drinks. I had a few drinks Sunday. And then we went home with fucking the kids, my niece, stepkid, and I had ice cream sandwiches and fucking hung out and fucking went to bed. I couldn't do that, you know what I mean? Back in the day, if I had two drinks, I was cool. That third drink, I didn't know what was gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like I've woken up in Kenosha. In a different technically, I woke up in a different state. Like in the whole different state. I woke up in a different state. I parked in the street. I have no idea how I got there. You know what I mean? Holy Literally, shit. no. My eyes are going up, and it's like I remember I was at a bar talking to some girl. Her name was Geeks, right? Geeks, of course. Her name was Geeks, and I asked her, "Why's your name so Geeks?" Because you know I like getting geeked, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, "What are you doing, Javadi? Fuck it, I'm trying to fuck." And then I remember talk, buying her a drink or two, give her the dollar allegedly. All made up. Uh, the dollar for her to go to the bathroom yeah. uh, and the dollar for white people. That's where Mexicans, Latinos put their coke. They fall the dollar in different ways and put their cocaine in it. Yeah. White people have their bag. No, dollars for Hispanic folk. Yeah. Uh, so then I was like, gave her the dollar. She goes. I remember having one or two drinks with her, right? And the next thing I know, I woke up and it's like, you know, the movies, it's like blurry yeah. and it starts focusing. And I'm like, oh, it starts focusing. I'm like, oh, the light starts seeing the light and I'm like, Oh, there's fusion. I've done a mic there before. And I was like, wait a second. How'd I get here? Like two drinks. I remember having two drinks with her and then straight blackout to Kenosha. Holy no shit. idea. I told that to Eric Pinnell. He's like, he, Eric, so basically this is how the podcast started. Is like, I'd go to Mike's, cigars, riddles. I'd see Eric Pinnell. 
I tell him what fucking girl I ate, I ate out with no fucking condom or something, right? <laughs> or whose ass I ate out or some crazy shit. And then he'd be like, dude, what the fuck? First, what's wrong? You got to stop doing this. He has a kid with some crazy bitches. Like, I don't want you getting knocked when he's knocked. Crazy bitches knocked up, dude. I don't yeah. want you doing this. Don't go down my path, dude. This bitch is crazy. And then, and then he's like, you got to start a podcast. Like, every week I'd be like, oh, what'd you do? Fucking this crazy bitch who tried to kill herself and her brother used to rape her, blah, blah, blah. She was <laughs> at my house and she's doing go. Some crazy shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything I said is allegedly true. Right. Right now. Uh, and then... He would like for, he forced me to do it. Cigars, that's where it started. He yeah. was like, he was there, he was gonna record a podcast with somebody else. They weren't there. He's like, You wanna it's record. He set up his microphone, it was too loud. We go in his car. Our first podcast was this is Honda. You know, in his his little Zoom recorder with the two microphones. That's the first podcast yeah. I ever did was fucking Eric Pinnell's busting balls. Yeah. And then I went to fucking uh then a week, a few weeks later, I went to I went to Miami. And then Miami, July 5th or 14th, whatever, I went to visit a friend, my vegan friend, right? I have a friend who's a vegan. Uh Shout out to Vegan Junkie. Delicious food. Like, I hate anything. I'm a meat eater. I hate that trash. But this food's delicious. They do everything on point. No soy. I sound like an advertisement, but it's good. (laughs) I had his tacos. Yeah, he's in town right now. I had his tacos. They're fucking fucking legit. I can't even tell the fucking difference. It's crazy. It's really good. So I went to go help him out with a vegan festival. Uh, I'm a good worker, by the way, too, because I'm fucking Mexican. His fucking lazy <laughs> piece of shit worker, right, who showed up. Like, I don't even work for you, and I'm doing this for free, you know what I mean? And I get there, I'm like, oh, we got to work, blah, 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 let's get our point. His fucking wor- worker shows up. This is one of the biggest events of the year. It shows up two hours late. Motherfucker, I lost my, he's locked out, blah, blah, blah. And then when he gets there, he starts cutting up mangoes or snacks, because it's, and I was like, what, what, what the fuck are you doing? Why is he cutting up? He's showing up to eat. Like, we got to work. He's two hours late. And then, well, whatever. Anyways, anyways, he doesn't work for him anymore. Yeah. It was, it was hard work, whatever. Food's, I don't know if you're food, but food is like hard work, hot grill. You're moving, hustling. And then the last day, we're like, hey, man, we're going to hang out. And he used to bartend at these different places. We go to this place called, uh, I forgot what it was called. It's in, it's in Wynwood. It's a hot spot. And we go there, and it's, it's fucking island night. And I didn't realize it. Island Night, I don't know if you could know this kind of music. It's like wine for me music. Wine for me, wine for me. Okay. And there's a certain beat or whatever. One one out of every five songs, I'm cool with that. But like first it was like Drake, another wine song, another. And then I'm like, hey, what the f-? Now it's like, now I'm getting fucking annoyed. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, this is not what I signed up for. And then we started hearing all this. And I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. We get an Uber, we leave. Talking to the Uber driver, she's cool, but then she's a born-again Christian, and she starts preaching and wow, stuff, and I'm like, you're yeah. ruining my fucking night, you know, I'm trying to have a good fucking good time. <laughs> we go to this bar that I used to work at called Bo- Boogies, right? Boogies is, I think the, the spot is like a, a historical spot in South Miami. We're there, me, him, the bartender, one other dude, nothing, right? And this is this is the problem. This is what triggered me as, as a... And I, I call myself an alcoholic, or I would call myself an alcoholic because I used Dr. Drew's definition, which was family history and consequences. You know, I didn't drink during the week, really. I worked, whatever, sometimes. You know, I was more of a weekend drunk, but when I drank, I fucking drank hard. And there was definitely consequences a lot, you know what yeah. I mean? Or potential ones. So I'm sitting there. What happened was I was in my two-drink rule that year. Uh, I was only having two drinks max, right? And it was working for me. You know what I mean? I had two drinks, cool, chill. We get to that bar he used to work at. The bartender sees him. Oh, what's up, dude? Like, she's my friend. Like, what's up? Fucking whatever your name is. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying his name. And then it's like, hey, but oh, is your friend? Oh, I got you. I got you. And I was like, no. I was like, let me just get a, you know, a, 
a gin and, and soda, you know, Bombay and soda. And she's like, oh, I got you. Pours the, I see her pour, like, all the Bombay, fill up the fucking glass, and then pff, a little bit of soda. And I'm like, no. <laughs> to drink rule. But it's him, you just got a free drink. I'm not going to be like, hey, excuse me, bartender, you know that free drink you just poured me? I need you to re-pour it. I'm not going to pay you for it. <laughs> and fucking put less alcohol in it. I was like, whatever, it is what it is. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. So I drink that drink. I have a buzz going. I have another drink. We get to the other place. I'm like, now I'm drunk. You know what I mean? I'm feeling it. We're at the other place. I I would sneak away. I know, like, there's a there's like a little demon in the back of my head that's like, feels like when I'm drunk, it's okay for me to do things I can't normally do. Like, so I start going. I go to the ATM at Boogie's, take out whatever, the max, $300, go back, hit the other feet, hit $300 again. I have $600 in my pocket. So now I'm like, hey, let's go to BT's. Oh, wait, I don't know the name of it. Whatever. We go to- <laughs> Actually, it wasn't BT's, right? Wait, let's go to the strip club in Miami, right? right. That is in South Miami that we'd always go to, and I'd always fuck a, a fucking stripper there every fucking time. Like, so you had a, you already knew what you was going to do. I already fucking knew, dude. I, would, I already fucking knew, you know what I mean? Like, you go, you go to the bag, and you fuck them. So we're going back there. Now we're at fucking, now I know what I'm doing, because it's like I'm prepping myself. I saw ordering doubles at we're at the strip club. I saw ordering doubles and I know like the back of my head's like order double. Once you get buzzed enough, it's okay to do whatever the fuck you want. Like this, that's a fucking that little drunk demon telling me it's okay. So I'm like, get doubles, double down buzz. Now, like my friend has like I have a lobo face on. Like he sees me, like I'm the problem. Look at the strippers like, which one am I gonna fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? He sees the look and he's like, he's like, Giovanni, you don't have to do this. You do this every time, you blow us money. And he was like, we can leave now, cut your losses. You know, you, you know, we we don't have to do this again. It doesn't have to happen again. And I just look at him and I was like, do your thing, Playboy. <laughs> do your thing. Those are my exact words or do your thing, Playboy. He took an Uber home. He has a family. His family, his son's there, the mother-in-law's there from Honduras. I fucking stay. You know, I see this fucking thick ass Cuban chick. <laughs> fat ass, fat fucking titty. Still follows me on Instagram, looks at my story once in a while. <laughs> she does, you know what I mean? And then we, I'm like, let's go to the back. Come back for the extra. Let's go to the back. Cool. So then I go back there. I'm, I'm like, I'm fine. This is all I asked for, right? And then we go to the Do you back. already have, in your dream, did you already have Coke on you at this point? Uh, No, they got Coke for me. Oh, okay. Or I, if I did, I finished it, I'm sure. Because oh, okay. I remember being back there. I was like, I need you to give me some Coke. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, go ahead with the story. Allegedly, allegedly, right? So we go back. And where I get, where I, what I hated about this was like, I got screwed over. Like, you know when people lie, they trick you like, oh, I'm hooking you up. I go back there. There was another stripper. Oh, the other stripper was kind of her, I think, kind of girlfriend or pimp. She's like, oh, there's two of us. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's cool. You get two women. But no, that's double the fucking money. It's not cool. You know what I mean? Like, there's a point where, like, it's cool, cool. But it's like, no, it's, it's cool, not what but I not really, yeah. You know I mean? Like, and you're kind of skinny. And, like, skinny bitches, like, oh, like fat. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck I like bitches. fat pigs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fucking monsters. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I like thick women. So then I was like, whatever, right? And then, you know, I f- f- suck my dick or something. They give me coke, allegedly. Yeah. And then I'm like... Hey, for X seven hundred, eight hundred more dollars or something like that. I forgot what the amount was. We can go back, go to a hotel, all of us, because they're about to close here in about fifteen minutes. And it's like, you know, I'm fucking drunk, and I'm like, I'm on that fucking Lobo demon table. I was like, yes, let's fucking go. Like, we go. We stop by a gas station. I fill up their gas tank. Jesus, <laughs> you know. At the end of the day, fucking, I'm still a simp, right? So then I'm like, <laughs> still simping, right? So then I was like, let's do that. And then I'll. 
We go back. The first hotel, we don't get in, right? Because they tell me it's only supposed to be a hotel for two people. If people don't know about hooker hotels, you get the night or you get a few hours, right? Like two hours, four hours. I forget how it works. So we go to the first one. And I say, it's like, hey, it's me and their friend and another <laughs> friend. And they're like, wait, you told them there's more than one of us? Like, no. Like, the other chick's like, we're going to hide here. I just told her there's two. So, like, they leave. Let's leave. Let's go to the other one. So we go to the second hotel. Oh, I forgot. We go to the second hotel. We get there, right? Um... Oh, this is a fucked up thing. Out of all this money I fucking spent, right? Because the other day I spent four grand Jesus. that night. I didn't fuck any of them. I got my wait, dick hard. Wait, 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 what happened? What? Did too much coke, dude. Couldn't get my dick hard. No, okay. You got to go through the details. Though. You got what happened? So, so, so I went to the hotel. You know, we got we get to the hotel, right? And I think, and I'm like, yeah. And then I would get to the hotel. I remember like <clears throat> one was on all fours. She was eating out her friend. I think I was eating her ass out. But because at that point, like... No, they were like she was on top of me and stuff, but I could. It was we did too much coke, so I was like I couldn't get my dick hard, and I was like, well, I got my I got my dick sucked. No penetration. I remember that specifically because I was like, it didn't it didn't happen? Titties, dick sucked, ate some ass, maybe pussy, but no, no penetration. I was like, oh, that's fucking whack. Where'd the four grand go? Though? You more coke. So like we. Can't- <laughs> so then I was like, every two like fucking order to fucking another ball. Or whatever they can like every like every few hours we ordered more, and we had to pay for the hotel. You know what I mean? I paid for them, and I kept. It's like their time was over, so then I cash out the more money, and then there was a point where like, oh, I can you know I have a credit card. Like no no no, that should like we need cash app or Zelle, right? And I actually like my cash app got tapped out or Zelle. So what I had to do was uh, oh my bank account was like my bank cut it off because they're like. This seems like fraudulent charges. Yeah. <laughs> so I got on the phone with the bank. While she was there, I was like, no, you got to call your bank. I called my bank. I was on hold with them, whatever. <laughs> the next day, the next day, I look at my picture. I sent a photo ID to TCF because I was like, there was a, I had to verify who I was when I was on the phone with them <laughs> just so I could get more money. I was like, cash app them. And I had to keep paying for the hotel too, like every few hours hotel. And then we were ordering booze from the hotel. Like they were bringing us like, Six packs and we kept drinking and doing drugs, allegedly, all made up, all lies. So then I was like, and finally the other girl, like at three, left because her mom, like, she was arguing with her mom, the skinny one left. So then me and the other one, we're up. This is like almost like close to 5 p.m. We're up. 5 p.m. the next day. The next day, you know what I mean? We're still fucking doing drugs. And I'm, she's over here talking about her boyfriend who used to beat her. I'm over here being like, you know, she's like, oh my God, I like you so much. I was like, me too. We're listening to Selena. Like, we got to that point where we're on some white people drugged out shit where like, it's just, you know what I mean? It's that, oh, I did break a toilet. I forgot about that. I broke a toilet. What? I broke the toilet at the motel because what happened was uh, we ran out of booze, right? And all we had left was one, like a bottle or two of, of that wine at that gas station I stopped buying, right? And I have a bottle opener. I was like, how am I going to open this shit? So what I did is I I went to, I was like, I took the, I was like, where, I'm looking around. I was like, all right. I go to the bathroom, go to the toilet, and I get the bottle, try to break it against the toilet. Toilet breaks. What the? It's f- like, fuck it. I'm like, fuck it. I, and I forgot. I always cut my toe, too, because later, uh, later, I remember I went to the bathroom to go pee. Stepped on something with the fucking toilet broken. Uh, they also flushed the toilet. I forgot. Not thinking, hey, that shit's broken. It kind of floods the bathroom a little bit. So I'm over here fucking toilet water. And I remember the fucking, the Cuban stripper, I remember was over there fucking healing me up, putting toilet paper as tissue or whatever. Oh. And we fucking finally leave like five or five there. We fucking leave. Because it's like, I got I got a fight to catch. You know what I mean? Oh. Like 
that day. I gotta be at work the next day. I can't miss it. So now we take an Uber somewhere, or we drive, take an Uber somewhere, or they drive somewhere from there. I take an Uber to my friend's house. They haven't gotten a hold of me. They think I'm dead. They don't know what's going on. I walk in like you with your mind. I walk in. My mouth's like my friend Reggie's like, or not Reggie. My friend, my other friend. I can't say his name. I can yeah. probably, but he he, uh, he he sees me. And my mouth is moving. He's like his mind. He's, you know, his mother-in-law's there. His wife. They thought I was dead. And they just they, he just told me he's look at me. Right. I just look at him and I was like. I'll tell you, it's like, you hung, You want food? You hungry? I was like, nah, I'm going to take a nap. I go and take like a 30, 40 minute kind of nap. Can't really sleep because I'm all geeked up. Yeah. I go. He takes me to the airport and, you know, fucking, I got to go catch my flight. And then I'm just, I remember I'm sitting in the airport. I'm pulling my phone up and I'm looking at my bank account. Negative, negative. All my accounts were negative. Every single one. Like, I had a bank account that I shared with a friend because we own, a, I told you, we own a property, right? And yeah. everything went from the rent, went to that account. Drew it out, you know what I mean? And eventually, I drew it. So all my accounts, eventually, so what happened was I got, I was sitting there, I went negative. And like I said, this was my rock bottom. At least I got my dick sucked. Maybe that didn't fuck, but whatever, man. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here looking. I was like, what am I doing with my life, dude? I was like, what? what is this? Like, what? Just I just fucking, because look, for those first, I get direct deposit every Friday. For those first few weeks on Fridays, like, I was just looking at my account and it would just become less negative. That's all that was going on, you know what I mean? Jesus Christ, yeah, it was just... And then, and I used to caddy, right? We work on weekends, and I, I hit up my caddy match, like, you need caddies? I went Saturday, I caddied that, it was a weekend, thankfully, it was outing that Monday, thankfully, and then I remember, that was one of the hottest summers, hottest days of that, of that fucking summer. And I was out there, it was 90 some degrees, I'm carrying these two bags, I'm fucking sweating. I was like, was this all worth it, you motherfucker? Yeah, the, for the hookers, motherfucker? You know, the strippers, 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 okay. No, I mean, sorry, strippers, 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 strippers. Sorry, strippers. Bad, 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 strippers. Yeah, yeah. yeah Me and my, my girlfriend bad. argued, they're like, they're hookers. I'm oh. like, they're strippers. I argued, like, no, they're strippers. Okay, they're, stri they're right, they're strippers. Yeah, man, I, uh, now, just, uh, yeah, you just, uh, now, you, you talk, uh, now, this is the story I really wanted to hear. I mean, I can't believe this is how it went down the whole time. I'm thinking that you... Fucked and mm -hmm. you did it. Nah. Just like me. <laughs> Cause you never fuck with these coke bitches. It's so crazy. You wanna you want I wanna talk about this a little mm -hmm. bit. You say you a lot of a lot of people that I know that I've partied with and shit always tell me, Yeah, Brian, like my dick, like it don't be getting hard and shit. And I have balance how much coke you do if you're gonna fuck that night. You yeah, watch dude, it. Like I feel like I feel like for me, like it takes a minute, but once it do, it like the ejaculations become like Fire, bro. Like, it's just like 10 times better than sober. Somebody told me putting fucking uh, Coke on your dick. Actually, James said on the podcast, it's supposed to get your dick all rock hard. If you put it on your dick. And then I talk to my friends about it. They say put a little bit or whatever. But I I, ha I haven't tried it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. I think Coke's too expensive for me to put on my dick. So, <laughs> like... I'm gonna probably like you know after, as soon as you're done with the sack, I'll probably be licking my own dick up and shit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to find the rest of it. <laughs> nah, because yeah, because this, this is like your rock bottom. Um, I, I I don't know how many times you lived this life, you know, done this crazy shit allegedly. I uh, just to tell you a quick recap of my story. My followers have already heard it, but I'll do it real quick just so. We can share an experience, and then after that, I mean, we'll wrap it up. Uh, yeah, the first, the, I don't know if you've... Is cocaine the hardest drug you've ever tried as far as, like, drugs go, uh, allegedly? Okay, allegedly, if I've done anything, it's been... Well, okay, I didn't do this, but my friend, Wink Wink, did this, where they took some <laughs> shitty coke. This Italian dude showed me. Italian-Mexican dude. He took some shitty coke. Italian-Mexican dude? He's yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an actor. Oh, no, Baby Rachata acts. All right. He, I think he knows Baby Rachata. Oh, okay. He showed me this. So basically, you take a piece of foil, uh -huh. right? And you take the coke, 
and you put it on the foil, and then you put a little bit of water on it, you rub it, and then you get a lighter to and light up a little bit to separate it, which is almost like a form of freebasing. So it separates whatever it separates the the base, whatever, right? Cookie crack. And then similar, very similar to the baking <laughs> soda, right? And then you take it and you take your little straw or whatever. You light it and you smoke and, and you smoke. So it's basically free basing a form of smoking crack. I don't know if I've ever done that, but if I did, allegedly I did. I did it. <laughs> I didn't do it. Okay, my friend did, right? My friend did. My, my cousin, Giovanni, right? He did it because. Giovanni. <laughs> he did it because he had to go to sleep early. Okay. But he still, he still wanted to get high, but wanted to go to sleep early. But this only lasts about 25 to 30 minutes, whereas a Coke is like 40 or 45 or whatever. And it's like, I got, this is legit, like, I don't want to drink coffee because coffee will keep me up late, but I want to stay up and do a little bit of stuff, either work or be high. So it was like, it was real logical reason so you, why. You free-based. My friend free-based free because he didn't want to fucking, he had to fucking work the next day. He didn't want to, yeah. And coffee, he's afraid, like, it's it's almost irrational, like, I, I, he'd be afraid of coffee, <laughs> but he wouldn't have problem, uh, basically. Borderline smoking crack. <laughs> but if he did anything else, it was uh, DMT, mushrooms, yeah. uh, never heroin, used Molly all the time. Uh, like he used to have, this friend of mine used to have these, uh, very similar to me, we had a lot in common. <laughs> he would have these sex parties, he'd fuck on Fridays. This is when he was single, right? He'd only fuck Fridays because he got to a point where he was like, man, I don't want to fucking get all drunk with a chick during the week or whatever. And then, so Fridays was the day we would do it all. Bring a chick over, drink. S smoke, do a little bit of Molly, uh, do a little bit of Molly, fucking baby an edible, like one time ass, like all like all one night, you know what I mean? Like do it all, get all Jesus. the fucking way, get all the fucking way. But except for, never did meth necessarily, but I think so because if you guys don't know, there's a site called Arrowhead. They do drug, they test stuff in your area and see what's in the actual pills and drugs. Like in Miami, there was a lot of stuff with some type of meth, amphetamine in it, right. meth, whatever. Yeah. And then they were we were doing Molly allegedly, and then, <laughs> but it didn't feel like there was no euphoria. There was it just felt weird. it was all paranoid and couldn't sleep. And I was like, this is meth. It was, I called it meth, Molly. I was like, this is motherfucking. This is meth. Y'all was doing meth. Yeah. Now, no I, heroin. Yeah. And then I don't think I mean stuff you get prescribed for opiates, but right, okay. No heroin. Perk is there any other drug? Good perk thirty and shit. No acid. Oh yeah I did. Acid Allegedly, you did? Yeah, I like that. Oh, you, I was, I was like, you literally, you wearing that shirt like you did that since. <laughs> Somebody in this area gave me a tab. I think it's, I don't know if I said that. Now, um. He was a comic at one point, maybe you know him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Now, um, you talk about, uh, well, I will talk about, I'll talk about my story real quick. But real quick, I wanted to ask you, um, you talk about, you know, drinking and, and, and drug usage. And then you talk about Dr. Drew. It's, it says it's because of your family or. or his or, definition, I would call myself an alcoholic. His definition was. Family history and consequences. Family history, dad, uncles, like, yes, alcoholics. So do you think that your family played a role in the way you are now? Uh, I, f I have a lot of, like... Or was your dad a good guy? Your dad was... A I have a lot. I picked up a lot of things from my dad, right? Like, uh, the wild side, like, yeah, he was. Uh, like, growing up, I never saw it. I didn't think... It's not like, oh, my dad was a drunk. I never saw... I didn't know... My, I never saw my dad drunk. I didn't know he smoked cigarettes until I was, like, 20 or late in my teens and I was like I saw I was like these motherfuckers those cigarettes I had no clue you know what I mean yeah. it was all it was very hidden so I didn't see it but I think it's there in your genes because man that first time I got drunk dude like it was at a place called Bacchus 
with my with my one friend, I was it was like the greatest thing in the world to be. You know what I mean? Like I fucking when I stopped drinking that so after Miami, I didn't do any drugs. Well, I never do drugs, right? Allegedly, but like, if I did, I didn't do any drugs for rule was for ninety days. And I women, I I said I can't even talk to women for at least thirty days. It was actually more, but I met some chickens I talked to. I was like, all right. We'll do it to 30 days. Like, I remember we, <laughs> we would message and stuff, but we couldn't hang out. I told him we can't hang out until that day. So remember that 30th day or whatever, we hung out. But I told him I can't. You know what I mean? I can't do it right now. Yeah, you have and a I, lot of fucking self-control for and that then, shit. I'm, I'm, well, not really, but in a way, well, yes. I have, I have a lot of – I said a lot of – my friends say because – and it's been on the podcast – because I I can go so extreme that I said all these rules myself. You know how I eat, you know what I mean? Like the other day, I was like, I had too many Pringles. And then, like the other day, I was like, I can't have more than eight Pringles in a day. Like those, remember the two rules, two drinks. Like I set so many, I set all these rules for me. Like because I almost kind of, I don't know. I think I feel like I almost have to. Like my girl yeah. was like, hey, I told her, like, all right, I can't have any more chips. She's like, why you gotta be so extreme? Like just have a few chips. And I was like, I can't. But like because then you go overboard. I can't. And like I can, what I could do is I can have no chips for a while, and then I could reintroduce the chips and be normal. Yeah. I really can't. Like now I can drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. I stopped drinking that year. For like that whole year, like I remember the first time I had that my fucking drink. I was at a birthday party. There was a little bit of vodka, and oh, there was a there was a gin, a whiskey there. And I was like, I asked a friend. I was like, what kind of whiskey? It's oh, it's a fancy. And I was like, and I was a whiskey guy. I was like, fuck it, let me try it. And I go, I have a little sip, and that rush I felt like. I said, you see a flash. I saw like that a flashback, but I saw like what is gonna happen. Like, like I saw a bottle of vodka. I was like, I want to finish that bottle right now. I want to fuck. I was like, I felt. I was like, oh, go back to no. To no no drinking, no. Songs, yeah, like yeah, I I feel like I, I you and me are a lot of like in that aspect because once I'm drinking a little bit, like I'm like okay, a ball, where he at? Come yeah, through, yeah, yeah, come yeah. through right now. Like, I need that shit, and uh, and I have to be extreme. Like I sometimes like the the beginning of 2021, I was like I'm not gonna drink at all, and people were like, well, why like, you don't gotta do that? You could just have one or two. It's ain't no one or two. Like yeah, ain't no one or two. Don't get it. Yeah, you don't get it. We're insane. Like right now, before you got here. Uh, my homie bought a, uh, a twelve pack of Stellas, and we finished that shit. Mm-hmm. Then I got a Heineken pack, and we luckily we we slowed down because I was recording because we're, we're recording. Mm-hmm. If we would have kept going, it would have been we would have been in this bitch till five a.m. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But now it came down. Now I can, you know maybe I don't know maybe I might I might still get fucked up. I got time. But 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 like as of right now, as of right now, I'm settled back down. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you now: when you were in Miami, looking at your accounts being negative and shit, because that's you, you talk about you don't ever have that come down, and I feel like. My come down comes from my problems in life now, not from my past. You know, sometimes people sit and reminisce like, oh, my God, like like you said, my, my dad used to beat me or abandon me or whatever the fuck. I don't give a fuck about my life like like that. Mm-hmm. I just like it'll be financial. Like, I'll be like, oh, fuck. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? I got rent coming up. Or what the fuck am I going to do? I got this shit coming up. Like, I, I'll start, like, plotting this shit. Like, I'm like, I got to, like, what the fuck? Like, and I'll just kind of look at all my insecurities. I'll start thinking about bad sets. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, I I also have ADG shit. Went to a doctor and everything. Like, so, like, cocaine either gets me really focused yeah. on one thing or gets me, it's like a shotgun. When you shoot it, it just spreads out. Or I'm just thinking about all kinds of shit, and it's all just kind. Of, and that usually happens in the come down. For me, I'm like, I always feel like shit. Like I just fucking hate myself. But then, oh, uh, after I can finally sleep after fucking lay down for four hours, you know, I'll finally fucking knock out. And then when I wake up, I'll smoke a blunt, and I'm like, man, fuck that shit. Like I was tripping. You feel me? Like, and it won't affect me that much. But I don't know if it's like, is it just me being sober and my ADHD not letting me even. 
worry about my problems? Or is the coke just making me stupid and making me super paranoid about my problems? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know I'm why I'm super paranoid. Like, it, it's a mess. Like, I would get like that with weed. I, I don't smoke weed. Uh-huh. I do, but like, it like, I would smoke weed. I, I was fucking lightweight with weed, dude. Like, I'd smoke, right? And I have a show, like, in a week. And I'm high. And I'm like, I'm not going to make it to this fucking show. Oh, like, the next I'm, week? This is the next week, dude. It's like, I'd be sitting, like, I fucking I hate it. I hate it how it would feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, but it's like, it was good for me sometimes because mm-hmm. sometimes I'd be like, ah, oh, like, I might get bigger or whatever. Like, yeah. you'd be hypersensitive about things. It's like, maybe I needed that check, whatever. But like, yeah. nah, dude, I was fucking like, I, it's like, I'm not going to make it to work. But the next day would be, and I was like, dude, I'm just high. Now I hung over nothing. I was like, I'm fine. But it's like, yeah, I get super, like, yeah, well, such a light with me. Well, with, with cocaine, for me, with cocaine right now, um, sometimes I feel like, uh, like, I sit in that seat that you're in right now, and I don't know if you can tell, but there's a slight crack in that blind. And sometimes yeah, I'll be geeked out of my mind, and I'll just be looking out like this, bro, for like an hour, bro. And a car will drive by, and I'll tell him, hey, bro, I think somebody, somebody coming in, bro. Paranoid. And, 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 and the whole time, it's like, you, he's like, David, you are out of your mind. Stop doing drugs. You fucking crazy, bro. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm tweaking, I'm tweaking. And then I stop, you know, but I feel like my, well, I'll just do this little quick story and then we'll wrap it up uh my 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 rock bottom as you can say um i fucking um i was out in la man i was out in la i love going to la i've never got the chance to stop at the comedy store i will every time i go it's closed whether it's covid or whether i just fuck i went on fuck when i was in la it was when mincy shore passed uh, so they closed for that day damn. and i was like fuck i was like that was the day i was supposed to go uh, every other day i had like dodger tickets and yeah. shit so i wasn't able to make it but anyway uh i i end up i was in la you know and, and my i have an uncle out there and my uncle he fucking geeks you know he's a geeker and i thought he was just a geeker i was like oh this motherfucker just a geeker you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying I, I fucking drink i like to drink that's and a I, cocaine I, user for what yeah and, and, and i geek too and I, I like to i like to do cocaine too so i sit down to, but at this point I, I didn't even fucking really know right so i sit down with my uncle we're both sitting in the front porch where he lives in san fernando valley you know what i'm saying so we're just kicking it and we put on like um uh los originales de san juan it's a, it's a band right we, we play we listen to mexican music and the mexican motherfuckers did love talking about coke so he talks he says he says a line about coke and shit and i'm just like woo, you know like, fucking around and then he kind of catches yeah another cokehead senses you know oh, what i'm yeah, saying they're ready, they're yeah, ready. He looked at me, yeah he's like yeah, yeah. yeah he looked at me he's like and i was like i look at him I'm like and he's my uncle, right? I don't look at him like that. I'm like, oh no, you go to my mom or you got some nigga? Like, what way is this gonna go? And he's like, and I was like, por qué? He's like, I think I'm buckled. And I was like, hey nigga, let's get it. So this motherfucker comes out, right? We snort like the like he he was hit like a twenty, bro, or some yeah. shit like that, right? So I fucking domed that shit, right? And I'm like, at that point, I had cash, and I was gonna tell my cousin to get me some coke with, like, the cholos and shit, you feel me, in the hood. But I'm like, nigga, he got coke right here, and it's pretty fucking decent. So I tell him, I'm like, hey, bro, can you give me, a, like, some coke? And he's like, yeah, what do you want? And he's like, well, I'll get you a ball. I was like, well, how much is the ball? Now, out here, when I was geeking at first, a ball usually went from 160 to about 180. Mm-hmm. Now it's about, like, 250, mm-hmm. uh, depending who you ask, right? So it's it's gone up in price. Popularity has gone up. Our podcasts have helped people do coke, but we could we changing the supply youth. and demand. Supply <laughs> demand. <laughs> nah, but uh, yeah, so so I tell this motherfucker, I'm like, yo, let me get a ball. He, I was like, how much? He's like, just give me one twenty. I was like, damn, one twenty, that's a fucking lick. I was like, hell yeah. So I give him the one twenty, right? He calls this guy up. His guy pulls up ten minutes or less, bro. 
gives him the bag and it gives me the bag. And when I get the bag, number one, the red flag for me was like, um, I hate getting served in a bag that's like ripped out of another piece of plastic. Like, like a jewel bag or something? Yeah, like yeah, this was like a plastic dollar store bag. And they ripped like a corner and put the Coke in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has like the folds and shit. You can't even key it right. You, feel like, you know what I'm talking about, Coke and shit. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, whatever, right? It's already in my hand. It looks like the right amount. I don't got a scale on me. I'm fucking vacation, right? So I'm like, fuck it. It is what it is. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom, bro. I'm fucking breaking this shit down. I start doing bumps. I take my first fucking bump. It feels like somebody punched me in the fucking face. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, ah, that shit hurt, you know? But I've done shitty coke out here. So this feels similar. Let me do another one to make sure, right? So I do another one. Boom, it fucking hurts. And now, now it feels like there's stuff in my nose. Almost like, I don't know, man. It, have you ever touched insulation? Yeah, And then yeah. you get like real itchy and like, it's just like, oh. It's like that. I was like, I feel like I snorted fiberglass or some shit. And um, I go to my uncle. I'm like, hey, man, like, what, like... Right? As a joke, obviously, you know, it's just bad coke, whatever. Like, and he's like, oh, well, he's like, it's Kriki. And I was like, what the fuck is Kriki? Like, I never heard of that shit before. And he's like, oh, it's, it's, it's Cristal. It's Cristal. And I was like, what? He's like, he's like, yeah, it's, it's meth, right? So I was like, Jesus. So I'm looking, I'm like, bro, I'm not. Like, I'm not going to finish this, you know? But at that point, it's like, I'm traveling. Like, I had a budget. $1,000 was my budget when I'm in L.A. I'd sleep at my uncle's couch, so I'm going to spend 200 on Coke, you know, another 200 on weed. California, they're fucking bad. Another 200 yeah. And then the rest, I'll just, on food and drinks or whatever, right? So he gives me the, so I'm like, bro, I'm not going to go fucking, what, I'm going to return this shit, exchange it? I'm fucked. This is my drugs. For the weekend. So I'm like, fuck it, nigga. So I start geeking the fucking meth or whatever. And I, I mean, it still has the same effect in a way. You're still geeking and you're still fucking, you know, alarmed as shit. Now you're just times 10, you know? So now I'm geeked as fuck. The whole night, like, we drink so it's all cheaper. night. Huh? It's cheaper then, right? I mean, it was cheaper, yeah, but I, I don't know how, how much of the ball would be. I'm wondering. I mean, I think he still made some money off me. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he probably got it for like seventy or some shit. But he, so he, so I end up, I end up keeping the drugs right, and he doesn't give a fuck. He's, I'm giving him bumps. He's doing them, so I'm like, fuck it, we good, right? So we're doing the shit, the crystal meth, right? We end up. The night ends, right? I don't want to say we went to sleep because we did it, but the night ends. He goes to his room. I'm in the couch, you know. I'm crashing. And then the next day, everybody goes to work like nothing happened. I haven't fucking slept. I'm in the fucking living room like, what the fuck? So now... Yeah, yeah, you just lay there. Yeah, I'm just laying there. Like, well, everybody's gone. Now I'm walking around. My fucking... I wake up. Like, well, I get up from my bed and I'm just like, my dick is hard. Like, I'm fucking horny as shit. And I'm just like, fuck, like... I want to fuck. Like, I want to fuck, you know? Theo, where you at? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I just... I want to fuck, bro. Yeah, Theo, where give me some bitches, nigga. So I'm just like, damn, bro. And, um... But I'm not stopping, bro. I'm still, I'm like, I'm in LA. I'm for the fucking party. I got a whole ball of this shit. So I'm still snorting that shit, bro. And at this point, I'm writing material, bro. I'm writing material in like, in the living room, chilling, right? Whatever. And then I'm like, okay, nah, I got a fucking nut. Like, this is a problem. I feel like I got a nut. So now yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I jerked out a family doll the other day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I was like, I, I was like, dude, like, do I really want to fucking, uh, I don't want to jerk off in my cousin's room. Like, that's fucking fucked up, you know? I was like, I was already doing meth in his fucking bathroom, but I don't know about coming on the sheets. So I'm like, I got to get the fuck. I was like, I can't, I can't do it here. So I don't know what the fuck possessed me. Now, I had never looked any of this shit up before, but I just typed it in. I was like, well, how the fuck would somebody find, like, 
you know, a sex worker out here. So I typed it in. I was like, prostitutes in San Fernando Valley. I was like, the FBI's for sure going to be watching my eyes after this shit. And I typed it in, and lo and behold, <laughs> there's a fuckload of options if you just look it up. So I clicked on, like, the first, it was like a Craigslist site, like a Craigslist site, basically. Like, a whole bunch of links, you clicked on them, and it was just different bitches, different options. Now, I don't know if you've ever been on one of these sites, but they're basically a whole bunch of bullshit. Most of them are massage parlors or whatever the fuck. But there's a, Every fifth one's a cop. Yeah, every fifth one's a cop. So it's like, you got to be very fucking careful, right? So I'm like, whatever, I'm going to go with, like, the low-budget bitch. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, like, a less than a $100 bitch. At this point, I was like, I don't give a fuck, right? And then... Uh, and I, I, feel, I see a few bitches or whatever, I, I hit them up, right? I hit up so many fucking girls I hit up, bro, that if you look through my iMessages, it was just, like, you know, usually your messages look like, oh, they're contact names or whatever. It was just a whole bunch of random numbers. You available question mark, you available question mark, you available question mark. I'm talking about t- plus 20 messages, bro. Finally, boom, they start dinging, ding, 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 ding. And now I'm asking the bitches, like, hey, can you send pictures? Uh, I don't fucking remember why. Yeah, I you remember. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck is which. So they all start sending pictures, you know, and I see one that she's like, it's 80, little decent bitch. And I'm just like, fuck it, this the one, right? So I end up, um, I end up hitting her up. I'm like, hey, you know, like, what's up? Are you available? She's like, yeah, I'm available right now. And I was like, fuck, well, nobody's home. I'm out. So I get a fucking Uber, bro. I get an Uber to her. She's in Van, uh, Van Nuys. So it's like a 20 minute drive, right? So Uber pulls up. As Uber's pulling up, I'm in gym shorts. This is all happening. I'm off crystal. My dick's still hard, bro. So I'm walking out the fucking place like, you know, trying to be low key. My family, I don't know where they all get home from work at the same fucking time, bro. Everybody starts walking in the house. They got groceries. Like, oh, vamos a hacer una carne, you know, a rachera. Uh, come on, you know, help us out. Like, let's set up. And shit. I'm like, oh, I can't. I, I'm going to go visit a friend. You know, I got a friend who's also in town. They want to hang out. And then they're like, oh, we can we can give you a ride. Like, you, that way you don't have to pay for the Uber. And I'm like, bitch, no. Like, I already I already got the Uber. It's already out here. And the Uber was right there, bro. So I jump in the fucking Uber. They're like, all right, well, whatever. That's weird, right? He's never left before while he was on vacation here. So I fucking dip, bro. I'm on the way to fucking Van Ice now. I'm on the highway. And, you know, um, LA, LA highways, unless you're stuck in traffic, they run fast. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um so I was, I was, I, we're going fast, right? And, and I'm like, at this point, I'm just like, am I making the right decision? You know, am I doing the right? I, I knew I wasn't. I knew I was out of my fucking mind. But you know, the drug just, you good, bro. You good. Chill. You good. So I'm like, fuck it. So I I, I go all the way to uh to Van Nuys, right? And, and we're getting off the highway. Now we're getting, every turn we take, the neighborhood gets sketchier and sketchier. And then we get to the last street. There's a Costco to the right a dead end at the end, and apartment complex to the left. And I had never been around L.A. like in the hood hood. I've only ever been to my uncle's house. This was looking like when you watch movies and they're based in Compton and shit, like, oh, shit, this is California for real. And um, I thought the, the hunger Compton was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I was like, um, I was like, all right. So the Uber driver's like, okay, that's, um, or what are you doing out here? I was like, oh, just visiting a friend. And he looks at me, he's like, you're from out here? I was like, yeah, I'm from Chicago visiting. And he, all he says is like, all right, be careful. And he lets me out. I was like, nigga, when the fuck has an Uber driver told you to be careful anywhere? You feel me? Like, I thought I was, I was like, what? So now to me, I'm, 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 I'm like, okay, well, there's a whole bunch of apartments, but she didn't give me what apartment number it was. So I'm a, there's a Costco next door. I'm on the far side of the Costco. So the building's over here, but this is all parking lot, right? So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go into the parking lot of the Costco while I wait. So as I'm walking towards, like, the entrance of the gate, because it's gated, right? So I'm walking towards the entranceway. 
I'm walking, I'm passing the apartments, but I'm trying to keep an eye out. Like I'm gonna see the bitch waving at me or something, right? I'm off, also off meth, and I'm and I walk, and there's a fucking huge RV with the fucking um, it's running. You can hear it's running, right? So I'm like, oh shit, like whatever, right? And then I see a guy go into the RV, and I'm like, oh fuck, like. I see him going to the RV, but you can't see through the RV. It's all closed. Like, the windows are covered, you know? Mm-hmm. And I go into the parking lot, and I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, it's the police. Like, that's the fucking FBI. They're here to get me. Like, like and this shit, like, I'm about to be on a fucking TV show, bro. Like, they're here for me. Like, there's no way they're not here for me, bro. So I'm, like, panicking. I'm still towards the, like, end of the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm not by the building. I text her. I'm like, hey, I'm outside. What apartment is it? Let me know. She's not texting me back. She's like, oh, can you give me 10 minutes? I just got home. I'm putting my groceries away. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be a dick, right? So I was like, yeah, yeah, take your time. So I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, bro. Like, fucking 20 minutes go by. And I'm like, fuck this shit, bro. Like, this bitch is a setup. So I start walking towards the Costco. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to get a slice and I'm going to fucking Uber home. And I'm walking towards the Costco and I get a fucking message. Ding, you know? And I look at my phone. She's like, hey, uh, you know, the bitches be talking to you like you, you the baby and shit. Like, hey, hey baby, ya estoy lista, like Mexican. She was like, come through, right? Or she wasn't Mexican, she was like Peruvian. She was not Mexican though. And she's like, ya estoy lista, right? I'm ready. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, it's like everything that I, I had already, I was like, no, I can't do this. That's not right. Like all that shit flew out the window. I was like, fuck that shit. I'm gone. She's ready. So I started like speed walking back to like the apartments, right? And I'm like, what apartment is it? What apartment is it? And as I start getting closer to the apartment, she's like, oh, I'm not in an apartment. I'm in the RV. So I'm like, so I'm like, fuck, I just saw a guy go in there. I I just saw a guy go in there. I'm not about to fucking go in behind this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a cop in there. I was like, and I texted her, I was like, ¿Quién está ahí adentro? You know, just asking. She's like, she's going to tell me the truth. And she's like, estoy sola, right? I was just like, fuck. And I was like, fuck this bitch. I'm going to walk past the RV and I'm going to get an Uber. Like, I'm, I'm, fuck this shit, you know? So... I, I ended up walking past the RV and I'm not trying I'm not trying to make eye contact, right? And then this bitch, the door swings open. She's like, hey, hey, I'm right here, right? So I was just like, fuck, like fuck. You know, so I was like, okay. So I go into the RV and already I'm on the, I'm on the alert. Like I was like, I'm I'm walking into a robbery at the minimum. You feel yeah. me? So I'm like, fuck. So I'm walking in and I'm looking around and shit. And I don't see nobody, bro. It's just the TV's playing and shit. And I was just like, oh, but I was like, damn, I just seen a motherfucker walk in this motherfucker. I know, I know that for sure. So I go back to the to the bedroom, bro. Well, whoever the fuck was in there before me had just busted a nut on the bed, bro. So it's just a big ass wet spot. And you know when it's nut and when it's like somebody spills something. So I was like, fuck, dude. This bitch pulls a towel over it. She's like, all right, lay down. I was like, oh, fuck, bro. But I, off crystal meth, like, you don't give a fuck, right? So I'm like, fuck it, bro. So I asked her, I was like, can I do a bump? And she's like, are you going to be able to come? And I was like, yeah, I'll be able to come. Because like I said, I've never had this experience where... Yeah, they, they won't. How it works with hookers is like, they want you to come as quick as possible and you get yeah. the fuck out of there. Yeah. If they'll be like, you either got to come or they'll have a limit. 30 minutes, you're fucking out. If you yeah. don't come, you don't fucking come. Yeah. So yeah, that's she's concerned. It's like, she's trying to make she, a Yeah, she don't give a fuck about me getting my nuts. She's like, nigga, do I got to work hard or not? You know? So I'm just like, fuck. Like, I, I, she was like, I was like, I'll be able to come. I'll be able to come. So I go do the fucking next bump of crystal, and then she's like, take your clothes off. Now, again, this is like 4 p.m., bro. This is the middle of the day. Lights coming in through the fucking window. Even though the windows are covered, lights coming in. I kind of miss this girl. Hookers, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm getting like all reminiscent. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, a good day. Yeah. <laughs> so so I go fucking lay on the... So I'm laying on... So she tells me to take off your clothes. So already, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to take off my clothes. So I start taking off my clothes. When I start taking off my clothes, I realize I'm like, oh, shit. 
my dick's not hard. I'm on soft. Yeah. Like it's not getting like, I'm not hard. I'm like, oh, it's cool. I'll be I'll get hurt right now. So I can take out my all my clothes and I leave my briefs on, right? And I go and I lay down. Now I'm sitting on top of this dude's cum and I'm just like, fuck. And I'm like, fuck it, whatever. You know, I'm staring at the ceiling, which is like in my face because I'm in a fucking RV. And then uh, she comes back in the room and she's like, oh, you got to take off your fucking shorts too, or your briefs, right? Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, fuck, nigga, like, I'm not hard, you know? Like, I know you're a prostitute, but also I'm embarrassed a little. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, fuck. But I was like, fuck it, you know? So I took him off. I was like, this is what you do for a living. So I'm right there, right? She starts getting the work. She tries to like suck my dick and shit, like all that. And bro, it's just not. It's not happening, bro. And then eventually, like, I get, like, you know when you get those, like, when you fuck an ugly bitch, like, you hard, but not really. And, like, it, it was like, it was like that. And this girl, like, she had, get, she's like, do you have a girlfriend? I was like, I, I don't even, ha- I didn't even have a girlfriend. I was like, yeah, I got a girlfriend. And she's like, she was like, oh, like, what did she think of you doing this? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, Shut up. What? Bitch. Yeah, like, what, bitch? What is your dad thinking you do Right, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Let's call you? him on yeah. WhatsApp for her. <laughs> on the WhatsApp for sure. And I'm just like, bro, like, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, stop talking. So she's like, oh, I think it's better if you do it. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, just do it. So, like, she's like, how about I just kiss you? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. We'll kiss. Uh, I'm about to kiss a hooker, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And as I go for her kiss, bro... This bitch got her my whole titty in her mouth. She's sucking on my nipple, bro. I thought we were going to kiss in the mouth. She's making out with my nipple, bro. At this point, I was like, this shit low-key hidden, bro. So I literally just beat my dick. I jacked off until I finally finished, you know what I'm saying? And, of course, I was on vacation, so I had him busted, like, in a week. So it was everywhere. <laughs> and then, like, I was just like, bro, I just paid this bitch $80, to suck my nipple while I jacked off, bro. Like, that was it. Like, that was crystal meth. Like, this is the road that crystal meth. Like, that Uber home was one of the worst. Oh, I had those drives home. Man. Dude, that Uber home for me was one of the worst. Just like, what the fuck did I just do? But also, you just nut it, so it releases that serotonin. So it was just such a, like, yeah, I kind of did all right. Like, I was like, eh, it wasn't that bad of an idea. Then towards the end of my trip, when I realized, I was like, fuck, I spent way too much money. I was like, I shouldn't have done the hooker thing or the meth. But it was just an experience that I had, and it was so much fun, man. Uh, at the end of the day, man, like I said, I've told this podcast on here before. I've done a few stand-up shows where I'm trying to make it into a bit. But every everything that I just told you is a true story. I'm not making this shit up. And like I said, this story is funny to me because again, you've experienced something similar. I must, I must be a fucking addict because I don't know what you guys were thinking uh, when you were listening to it. Like most of the time, I was like, I was sitting here thinking, like, I kind of want to do crystal meth. Like, this, I don't know. <laughs> like I was like, man, I just. And then when you're talking, like, look, I have, I have a calmer life now, but I do like a little bit misses that kind of wild side I had, like the fucker, the adventure. Like, yeah. man, I haven't fucked a hooker in a while too. And she was like, oh, she was working. She was like. Asking about your girlfriend. That was me talking to Hooker about like some girls. But it's like, I do miss those days a little bit. I did like the, uh, like, oh, it was a new bitch or you get to pick one. Or yeah, yeah. I, that, I was like picking or whatever. Yeah. Man. But this crystal thing, man, like I was saying, well, you know, I asked you earlier about the price of the crystal. Because before the podcast, I told you I just found my dad started smoking crystal. He's in Mexico, got deported. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I was like, oh, this makes sense. I know you did coke before it's like maybe it's a it's a financial thing if it's it's 120 in la let's say it's 100 bucks for the crystal in la and it was 160 to 180 it makes sense like oh this shit is cheaper let me get the crystal instead of coke so yeah but yeah you know like the shout out to logo what's up yeah man shout out to the original original logo 
Yeah, man. Now uh, we're gonna crazy. We're, fucking fifty. Why are you smoking crystal so late? Yeah, man. Take a fishing. Right, Giovanni's right. dad. Stop doing fucking crystal. Uh, <laughs> oh, your grandpa. Oh, jeez. Fuck out of here. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh. Whoa. He's fucking like. Well, I have half brothers. One of my motherfucker has a fucking kid. Oh. My sister, like you're, you've been a grandpa for a minute. Like, damn. Stop doing math for I'm sure, man. Grandpa smokes crystal, dude. You man, that's fucking. I think it's the way. Yeah, man. Well, now I, 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 I mean, maybe, 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 maybe we can do a little bit of crystal next time, man. We can do a little bit. Yeah, crystal coke, everything, man. I know you have stories for days, but obviously yeah. you're on a schedule. You're a busy man, eight hours a day or more, and you're a comic and everything, man. So I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up and let you go home. And hopefully we can do this again sometime. And now that we've actually sat down and talked to each other, I feel like we'll be more comfortable next time around. Yeah, for sure, dude. But uh, anything you want to promote before we? Yeah, get the fuck I'm gonna out of get here? some dates. But listen to Love It and Podcast. It's on everything YouTube. Instagram. So Instagram the Logan Podcast. So follow my Instagram. I have a TikTok too. The Logan Podcast YouTube. So just check it out. Every Basically every Monday an episode comes out. I do have some dates on screenshot. Let's see. Where are they at? Alright. The 27th of a public brewing in Kenosha, which is my new home now. Because I got a crew there. 29th I got a Mikey O show. But I'll put all this up on my link tree. Logan Podcast. And there's a, it's on the website. Mark Friday the 3rd, I might do a show for Mark Cook, but I don't know. I've been yeah. talking shit about him on podcast. Nah, dude, so fuck that. Mark, fuck that, dude. Mark Cook did me fucking bogus. Now we're talking about it, I'm going to say this for a Well, he's, he's supposedly going to pay me 100 bucks for 15 minutes. Oh, never mind. Soon. Promote your shows and then I'll... Allegedly. But uh, he then he got all snippy with me. He's like, oh. I was like, let me get back to you if I can do the day. The 17th, Joaquin Comedy Jam. <laughs> uh, that's September 17th. But again, it's Lobo Podcast for everything. Check out the link tree. But what's up with Mark, dude? Lobo Den Podcast. Check it out. Oh, Mark, bro, before he's last. Thing, I'm gonna it's say crazy. he fucking uh so he was everybody already gave him shit because he was running that show at the Brower House uh-huh. and he was doing auditions so he didn't want you to try new material like, you got to do your best shit mm-hmm. and then you might be able to do this paid showcase whatever right so I didn't really I don't really go to Lombardi's far way the fuck out of my way mm-hmm. but uh when I was like trying to do more mics and shit I was like well fuck it I'm gonna do his mic I went I did his mic I ended up winning the fucking contest or whatever so he's like, okay so we're gonna do this big show he takes me to the back room shows me the room and all kinds of shit like, I promise like he promises you this money that all right, I'm like, all right, man, fuck it, let's do it. And then COVID hit. Okay, I get it, right? That's what it is. And then he start he starts promoting that he's gonna do more shows again. He's like, oh yeah, we're gonna do the promotion, the auditions, the big shows, all this bullshit. So then I commented, I'm like, all right, well, what about the people that you got booked for last time? And they never really rebooked them or whatever the fuck. And I was gonna be like, okay, well, he, I thought he was gonna be like, oh well, maybe you're gonna. Um, I'll get you a date in the future, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I was looking for mainly, like, right? I was like, hey, maybe we can secure a little lumbar show here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this motherfucker's like, yeah, well, you know, some time has passed, so you have to audition again. And I was like, man, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm not going to drive out there to audition for you and perform for free on a Wednesday for the motherfuckers that are enjoying drinks at that bar. Like, I don't know. I felt like that shit was just kind of like, yeah, right. Bro, like, I bring people He used to like, be in porno. He was a producer of porno. He was a producer of porno? Like for Vivid Films and stuff. I thought it was a lie, but I guess it's true. I was talking to some friends. But yeah, he's a little bit quirky, for sure. Yeah, man, fuck that. Anyway, anyway, man, whatever. Might be doing that show. Yeah, so whatever, man. But anyway. Oh, yeah, Patreon. Add the Patreon. I'm going to get new content now, so please support the podcast. Like I said, I put shit out every week. It's not cheap, and it's a lot of time and energy. So support the Patreon. Help me out, and I can get more content out. Let's get it, man. Shout out Giovanni Diaz for coming on. Can a I ask a question? One question? Go ahead. What's in the fanny pack? Uh, oh, what's see. in the fanny pack? Let's <laughs> see, dude. All right. I got uh, my girlfriend's AirPods because mine are broken. It's <laughs> my fucking car key, the Wisconsin link card. Uh, <laughs> this is a marker, but it's also a weapon, right? Uh, a cube, 
some mints, fucking tums. I used to get Harper's a fucking mask. <laughs> uh, where the fuck is oh fucking uh, measuring tape? <laughs> oh shit, these are my AirPods. These are the shitty ones. Oh yeah, these are the broken AirPods. <laughs> Uh, there's Viagra's in here because, like, it was, like, a few months ago. Viagra's. I had, like, a, not a panic attack, but I remember I had too much caffeine, like, a lot. And then I was there with my girl. We fucked and I was going to fuck again, but then I couldn't get a boner. And it was, like, and it fucked with my head that time. So then it became, like, a mental thing. So then I haven't used them, like, I bought them. Like, I was taking, the, I, bought, I would go to the gas station and buy these fucking dick pills that I would take when I would do too much coke. I usually yeah. never did it. But I would do that. <laughs> I would have them for those parties on Friday, so I would have that. And she's like, man, like, you know what's in that shit, blah, blah, blah. If anything, I a prescription, so I did, but I don't use them anymore. But for like a week, this is what the doctor said. It's like, it's all, I went over there, like, there's nothing wrong with you. It's all in your head. It's like all mental. It's like, you probably have stress. You've been working too much. I was like, really? And it was like, it's all that it really was. It was all fucking, it was like, it was stress related. Really. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was just stress related. Cause like, there's like, there's nothing wrong with you. And I was like, here, I'll, I'll prescribe you these. And then, and like you'll you'll take one and it's like you'll probably you'll get your confidence back and that's probably all you'll need and that's it. But I still have them. I'd like to fucking but I haven't. But they're that's in dope, there. Man, that's dope, so that's I have papers in there. And then my passports and the other thing, and there's no drug in here anymore. Passport, some cash, I was canned today, so I made some money. Yeah. And fucking I think that's it, yeah. My yeah. passport. Oh, there's some pictures here of Insta Photo. Oh shit, that was my girl's ass. That's what's up, man. Uh, uh, real quick, one more last question. How long? Why do you? Always, uh, every time I've ever seen you perform, you've always worn a fanny pack. You always have it every time I see you. When did you start wearing it, and why? Six, Obviously, why is probably you. About six or seven years ago, my oh, wow. friend was in Colombia, right? And they were popular at the time. So he came back from Colombia, and he walks in the house, and he's wearing a fanny pack, and I'm like. What the? F it's like it. It just struck me because I haven't seen one in probably since I was a kid. Right. In years, and I'm like, oh shit, is that a fanny? But when I saw it, it made me think about all the times I'd be forgetting shit. So it made me think about all the times I would go to a my, I gotta go back to my car to get a cube or a cable. I forget all this, and it's just like when I saw it walk in, all this shit clicked, and I was like, holy shit, I gotta get one. And I got one, and all my shits in the fucking same place, and I had it ever since because it's like, I'm the type of motherfucker like. Oh, shit, I got to refill the five-gallon milk. I put it in front of the door. I'm the motherfucker who goes out, moves it out the door, walks out, totally forgets it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can for, forget shit. You know for I mean? sure. So for it's sure. it's changed my life, and I, had, I take it off to shower and fuck. And that's about it. To shower and to fuck. Shower and to fuck. fucking shit, and that's about it. So. The only time the Fanny Pack comes on, man. It's been a great time to have you, man. You're a great storyteller, and I can't wait to... Hopefully in the future, you know what I'm saying, once you... I know that you got a lot going on right now, but once you get back I'm to producing. I'm still doing shows. Yeah, once shows. you get back to producing. Not as much as I used shit. to, but I'm still doing shows. Well, man. if you ever get back to producing, I hope to do something with you. But as far as shows, I can't wait to catch your set again. Uh, hopefully sometime soon, probably. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, thanks for coming on, man. Hopefully, uh, shit, hopefully come on again, man. And uh, that's pretty much it. It's been uh, Too Skinny talking about shit. Giovanni Diaz, Lobo Dem Podcast. Oh, you guys have a good week. Bye-bye.